What's going on, Bench Warmers? Welcome back to the reigning, defending, undisputed, unhinged podcast of the year, the far end of the Bench Podcast. We have a fantastic episode for you all. It's the bowl. It's bowl season. It's bowl extravaganza. We have a returning guest, Jeremy Fear, with us. We have we have D one double A. University of Northern Colorado stud, Dominic Pallotta, also, also Jimmy's brother, man. It's a fantastic episode. Be sure to like, subscribe us. We are at FEOTB, at FEOTB Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Yeah, we have that too. Like, Go follow us on YouTube too, man. We have everything going for you. Without further ado, I'm wearing Jets green. It's a shame. I mean, we, we got the... Resident Hoosier as well, man. Let's get this going, I guess. Hoosier looking good in green and white there, Nico. It, I disagree completely. I'm, I'm surprised Nico hasn't started vomiting in that in that color. Honestly, yet. so am I, but you know what? That's why I gave him the mangled. All right. Jeremy, Jeremy gets to talk some college football. How about that? Yes, sir. I can't wait to hear it. All right, let's get into it. Beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians live and fired What's up, bench warmers? We have a special, special episode. Two very distinguished guests of this show. If you've listened to Center of Attention, you've you've heard my brother Dom's voice and seen or not seen his face, I guess, because he wasn't on there when we had a video. But then we also got another returning original bench warmer, Jeremy Fear, rocking his far end of the bench podcast sweatshirt. And uh we we wanted to do this one. We've been talking to Jeremy about this for a while, and Dom got brought into the mix because he's at home and not doing anything on winter <laughs> break at college. But we wanted to give the people a full-on bowl extravaganza pick because if you're a fan of my old radio show in Gunnison, you know that we do the full pick for all of bowl season. And that's all always a lot of fun because just like the NFL one, Nico and I are learning, you have good days, you have very, very poor, poor days. But... Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to get this thing going. I've been thinking about this all day. What's up? What's oh, up, man? It's, it, I can't wait to do this, man. Having four minds on the podcast, we've only done this with um, over Zoom with the other guys on the network, and now that we get to do it live in person, it's going to be so much fun. Man, having Jeremy on for the Masters, it was awesome. It was one of our best episodes. And now having Dom, a fellow college football athlete, yep. um, it's going to be even bring more juice to the table. And... Dom, yes, I'm wearing your Jets you. jersey. You're looking good in the green and white. I am wearing your Jets jersey because the Jets won, and I made the bet that if the Jets won a single game, I'd wear a Jets jersey for, for it. You know what? Side. You honored the bet, and I'm happy. I love I love that jersey, so please don't spill it. It's about it. 10 sizes too big, but it works. It's so. Nick, it's, it's Nick Mangled. It's always good. Yeah. yeah, as long as it's Nick Mangled, you got nothing to worry Trust about. Trust me, this is the last time I'll be wearing this green jersey. And don't worry, Trevor, you won't be wearing it either. Who knows? I mean, we, we can get into that because I know Jeremy's probably pissed off about one of the, I mean, the quarterback that it's probably going to end up in New York now. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to, uh, yeah, you're totally right. I just wanted to say I'm glad to be back on the pod. I'm super stoked. Can't wait for uh, um, some hot takes. I know Jimmy didn't know much about golf last time, but I feel like he got a little bit more into it. Um, but boy, I'm ready to hear some of Jimmy's hot takes, especially, especially on Twitter. Some of the stuff that he was tweeting. Um, he's lucky a lot of my buddies didn't go all over him. Um, but <laughs> they, I, they, were tr- they were trying. I, I feel like I was holding my own pretty good because I do have that one thing to fall back on. I, <laughs> and if you weren't following along, I was watching the Big Ten Championship. I was talking a little smack on Ohio State, as I do usually. That's that's my MO. I never said <laughs> that I was an Ohio State fan. And I said Trevor Lawrence is overrated. Or not Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields is overrated. And I stand by that. 
Well, I mean, no. just a horrible take. We'll in a minute. We'll and I mean, starting off are, on a bad. <laughs> and if you guys are watching online, you'll see we have the podcast of the year belt out, just right in front and ready for everyone because the unhinged um, network voted us as podcast of the year. So we've got a flex. Congratulations, a guys! Congratulations! It, it, it's it's been it was yeah I mean it was I I was kind of shocked I didn't know if we'd get as much love as we got but everybody seemed to enjoy that. And if you haven't, I mean, I'm not sure when we're posting these, but you'll see our promos that we made. That I think they'll see quality. one before the episode is out. I'm going to post one Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday night. I'm going to post one Tuesday, and then I'll post another one probably next week. But we did we, we did some good WWE promos. You know, if you know Nico and I, we're pretty big WWE fans. Dom, the Northern, he, he, he is a Division One college football player, by the way. Division One AA at Northern Colorado. Why do you have to put the asterisks on it? <laughs> well, I mean, if if you were playing Division One, you'd be playing in a bowl game right now because everybody's playing in a bowl game right that's now. Very true. That's very true. That's very true. But you know what? We at least got Christian, or you know, Christian McCaffrey's dad. That's what he has his column because everybody knows him as Christian McCaffrey's dad up there now. So, but you guys got a better playoff system than the college football does right now. So I'll give yes, you that. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's what I'm missing out on most. I mean, I love bowl season, and I'm glad we're getting it. But I would love to see. I, I like watching the Division Two and Division One AA playoffs way more than. I mean, I, I still love the college football playoff, whether or not it's not an, a, enough teams. But, like, the Division One AA playoffs are very competitive, and you get, you see some good teams. Northern, North Dakota State, uh, Philly fans cover your ears. Carson Wentz is alma mater, uh, is is really good at, at that level. And then James Madison is, is really good, too. Some of these teams, like you see Appalachian State, they were Division One AA three or four years ago, and now they're perennial bowl team and, and always competing for their conference. So... There's there's good competition at all all three levels of, of division division one division two football. Well, Appalachian State just proved their dominance earlier today with a huge win over. Uh, did did they win Texas. that game? Oh yes, big time, big time. Really, they I won by two or three or, touchdowns. Um, who did they play? Northern North Texas, Texas, yeah. Texas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we got we we're gonna have to we'll we'll spend some time on on the Bulls coming up. But uh, I feel like we needed to, to, to just get a little bit of an icebreaker out there. And we, we said during the December uh, episodes that we were going to talk about at least one thing, Christmas or holiday season related. And we saved it with you guys because Jeremy has been friends with Nico for a long time. And we went to school together. Dom's obviously my brother, if you couldn't tell by the, by the <laughs> name in the description um, and, and listening to him talk. But we wanted to talk a little bit about our favorite holiday memories because we've been having fun. We had fun in October because we did a whole bunch of Halloween stuff. But we wanted to hear from you guys what your favorite holiday memories are and what you're looking forward to most coming up. Because Thursday, if you guys are watching this on the day it comes out, it's Christmas Eve. That means it's going to be a big day Friday. So what's your guys' favorite uh, holiday memory? We'll start with we'll, – we'll go with Jeremy first. Yeah, no, good question. Um, you know, holiday season's right around the corner. Um, I will say probably, you know, um, I most enjoy obviously kind of a couple things. One, obviously being with family is probably the biggest for me. I uh, really enjoy um, hanging out, giving presents, especially to my dog, Murray. Um, but I also, um, kind of the holiday season's kind of kickoff here in Colorado for ski season. Mm-hmm. So ski season is uh, pretty much in full swing right now. Um, and I can tell by all the traffic I had in the, this past couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, super excited for the ski season, especially in Colorado. Um, super excited to watch some um, uh, Christmas movies. I'm really hoping we get a white Christmas this year. We haven't had one in Colorado in a while. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, so hopefully that would be great. Um, but you know, um, do, I do love. Um, you know, I was listening to you guys' podcast about your rankings of the Christmas movies. I thought those were good takes, some good takes, and bad takes. Who did you um, vote? Did you vote for Elf or Scrooge? 
elf. Always. Oh, okay. Jim, I'm, I'm, Jerry I'm, was pissed. I ranked that at four. Yeah, I'm he, he thought it should have been way higher. Yeah, I love so, Elf. So, um, elf Home Alone is my favorite movie, so yeah. I love Home Alone. Um, love Elf, but um, yeah, just you know, enjoying the holidays. Um, and you know, best time of the year I think for sports. Kind of, kind of a big kickoff for playoff football in yeah. the NFL, and um, kind of just a really good time in Colorado. Really fun time of the year. Yeah. I mean, to, to bark back at Jeremy, it's it's snowboard season. It's not ski Ooh, season, oh buddy. It's snowboarding oh season, not ski season, buddy. Right on the roof on the way up. If, okay. If <laughs> people listening not living in Colorado, that's a big deal. That's like the Bloods and the Crips sitting down <laughs> and, and breaking bread, skiers and snowboarders. Uh, you have a favorite favorite memory from the holidays? It could be sports related or not. Like, yeah, um, I, I think you know. I think some of the other. I just think about it. Some of the best memories I have is is um, is the NBA Christmas games. Um, I know Nico loves those. The Heat, my Heat, play first game against New Orleans, right? Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Um, going to be a good game. I think, um, you know, the Heat just today just decided they're not going after James Harden, which is pretty interesting, which I, I do like. I hope the Nuggets do the exact same thing. Um, so. but, stay away from James Harden? Is that what, yeah, we're, exactly. that's what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. But um, I will say the uh, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Heat game against the Lakers were D-Wade threw off the backboard and sent LeBron. That was pretty memorable for oh, me, man. I will say. I remember that, yeah. that game like the back of my hand, man. That game was so much fun. They had the, the short sleeve yep, jerseys yep, as well. Yep. The, those hideous things that Adidas did. Oh, oh man. I remember that, like the back of my hand. Yeah. yeah. So NBA Christmas for me, I think. NBA Christmas, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, are you of the same mind as Nico? Is Christmas Day basketball better than Thanksgiving Day football? Uh, I agree 100%. 100%. Especially this year with the Ravens-Steelers. Well, I mean, so. yeah, this year notwithstanding. But I think normally I like – Obviously, I'm biased towards football. Yeah. I say it's, they, it's not Thanksgiving unless you see the Lions lose. That's, that's they just, the they just need four Cowboys or the Cowboys. Or the Cowboys yeah. or both. Yeah. You know, they just, both it's a I mean, they just need to have like better teams play on, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. If Definitely. they did it like the NBA where the best teams play on Christmas Day, yeah. and they did that for Thanksgiving, then I'd say football beat it. But since we're getting literally the top eight teams in the NBA play on the same day against each other, mm-hmm. you can't beat that. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dom, your favorite thing about the holidays, your favorite holiday memory? Uh, there's a couple that, that come up. Um, for me, there, there's a few that are sports-related. You know, going down to uh, Dallas in January uh, around New Year's to play against Canada in the uh, USA Bowl. Wow. Sick rides. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, going down there a couple times, even though it's colder than I could even imagine in Texas, um, those those stand up uh, for sure, but also uh, our decorating stuff that we do normally. Of course, this year we're not because you know we're trying to stay safe and all that different stuff. But um, going up to it was Uncle Ryan's apartment building and uh, doing that the very first time that we did it, that that one definitely stands out. Yeah, I I think you know you guys said it best. My favorite thing about Christmas is getting to spend time fam- with family. We got a few traditions that are going on a while. Uh, on Saturday, we had to push back the recording of the NFL and Hinge show because I have taken a picture with Santa Claus for the last 24 years. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm, every year, Jimmy and Dom gets to get that Every picture. single year, we always take a picture with Santa, and my mom has all 24 of them still. It starts with me and then transitions through with all my siblings being born. Um, but I think that that's probably my favorite tradition. Yeah, I mean, my, mine goes alongside Jeremy's. My family usually goes up Christmas Eve, and we spend all day Christmas Day snowboarding. Or I mean, I'm a snowboarder. <laughs> I'm a snowboarder, but my mom skis, and my, my all my brothers snowboard, and my dad snowboards. So that's always a great tradition that we always have that I, I take joy in. And then, I mean, I, I, I ski down the mountain, and I have headphones in listening to the basketball games as I'm riding down because you can't miss, nice. miss out on all the games. games so that's nice. set up right there. That's I would, nice. yeah, if I knew how to snowboard, 
sport that seems like it'd be very relaxing. <laughs> Maybe we'll throw you down the hill and see what happens when he starts. I watch too much ridiculousness. I've seen too many things with ski lifts and, and people dropping from them. I really don't. And, and plus, like you, you guys have scared the shit out of me going snowboarding because you, your dad's storytelling ability is great, but it's also terrifying. Oh my gosh! All the all the stories with going going up with Chris oh and, God, and him and him going in about. Snow that's like literally half his height and yeah. just ridiculous, and him going off cliffs and or oh or land like somebody hitting the back of their head so hard that their goggles pop out. of Oh their... yeah, and Preston oh, having man. his head gypped off on on the rail, and oh my god, there's so many. This is I don't think making him want to go snowboarding. I don't think of going snowboarding. Jerry, do you think Jimmy would be a skier or snowboarder? You know, he's got honestly, a lot of downhill force. I'll tell you know, that. Everybody likes to talk about the the snowboarding, like the actual snowboarding part. That's not even the worst part about skiing snowboarding. It's the driving. Well, here, I, I went to school here. in Gunnison. So. Oh my god, it's horrible. I mean, let me, I'll put it this way: I I left it. I was talking to a girl on the ski lift here on, on Sunday. I left here at six a.m. Got on the mountain, first chair at eight at Breck. The lady that on the chair with me left at seven thirty and got on the mountain at eleven thirty. It tells you how bad it is. So, um, but as far as snowboarding, don't don't try snow. Why would you snowboard? Like like why? Like you wanna be cool. If like, you wanna, like, would you rather be Sean White? Or would you rather be uh Lindsay Would you Vaughan? rather would you rather Lindsay Vaughn? Yeah. Cody Miller. Uh oh, Cody Miller. I uh a Cherry Creek alum, uh Bobby Brown. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, uh, but um the I'll tell you right now, Jimmy, you get to take off your binding every time you snowboard. Yeah, but it's part of the part of the part you're, of on, the you're on the whole time. You're on the whole time. The laziness in me says skis, <laughs> I can walk around in them, I'll yeah. have the poles. I'll be honest, if I go up on the mountain, it's mainly to drink. It's mainly to drink. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's also fair. Little poles for skis. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll hold the two poles so that I always stand up and make <laughs> yeah, sure that I'm you got to realize standing. the ski is about that thick. I mean, yeah, you got two of them, but we got too much mass to try to be going down the hill yeah, on skis. Yeah, somewhere might be easier. I mean, <laughs> for you to staying up on, a, on two skis, well, I'm going to be pushing it. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. For those of you not listening in Colorado, we'll transition into some sports. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a college football. It's basically all we're talking about is college football. Dom's wearing his UNC stuff. I got my FOTV, but I got my IU hat yeah. on. Yeah, obviously, Jerry. I, I, I had a Christian McCaffrey Stanford jersey ready, but I stick but to my word. Off for a different one. I stick to we're, my we're word. I stick to my word. Best. Jared Goff, that's on you. Yeah. That's on you because you shouldn't have done that. I'm the, wearing, the Christian McCaffrey jersey will come out another time. I would promise. like to say thank you to the Rams for giving them the first win. I somehow <laughs> got back into my college jersey, uh, my Western Colorado jersey. Shout out Western Colorado football. But we're going to talk – all, all about college football. We'll start with some of the recap because we didn't talk about the conference championship games. Yeah. And Jeremy, going to IU, you were an Ohio State fan growing up. So I know you love Big Ten football like I love Big Ten mm-hmm. football. Uh, what happened to North- Northwestern in the second half? Because the first yeah. half was was yeah. shocking, but the second half, things fell apart. Yeah, um, well, a couple things. Um, I think, well, let's start with the Big Ten because I thought there were some really good games outside the Big Ten. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Ohio State was out, what, 25 players, 22, 25 players um, in, the, uh, um, in, the, in the in the Big Ten Championship. They were off the week before. Um, you know, they didn't have a couple of their key guys. Um, but I'll say, I mean, I mean, Northwestern's a damn good football team. They, I mean, they are good. They are well coached. The Pat Fitzgerald's been there forever. It's one of those programs that is, 
Um, you know, a lot of four-year guy kind of players. It's not one yeah. of those like one and done. You know, or you know, like in the, you know, they're on the NFL quickly. It's like a factory, like the Bamas, the Clemson's. And when you get a degree yeah. from Northwestern, you're getting a, a yeah. legitimate 100%. degree. Yeah. Because you can go to some of the like Alabama, you can get a general studies degree from Alabama. Or yeah. shout out busting with the boys, Taylor Lewan, general studies grad from Michigan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but there you go. The, yeah. at Northwestern, you're going to school. Yeah. Oh, you're going to the best school in the Big Ten. Um, and. They they played their butts off. I mean they they what I mean what North Northwestern have to lose going into the game. You know what I mean? Like what did they lose? Well, they, they took lose, they, they lose the game. It doesn't matter. They took the pressure off themselves when they lost. Uh, who did who did, who beat them? Was it Wisconsin? Uh, it was a horrible loss against Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. They lost. They lost, they took all the pressure themselves when they lost to Michigan State because they weren't in the running for the playoff anymore. Yeah. Because a one loss Big Ten champion wasn't getting in this year. No, no. It wasn't. Normal. Normally that would be okay, but not yeah. this year. I agree with you, but yeah, I mean Ohio State. You know, obviously Field struggled. Um, but I mean, who could not? You know, Trey Sermon was just unbelievable in that second half. Oh my God, he'd take over. One yeah. of the best rushing performances mm-hmm. we've ever seen in college football history. Mm-hmm. The dude literally ran three full football fields plus change. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. crazy and, and, yeah. and rushing yards alone. That's yeah. just absolutely insane to think about. Yeah, I, that's why I love Big Ten football because they're going to run the ball. No, they were yeah. talking about Northwestern in their game before against Illinois. They ran for four hundred plus yards too. Shout out Brandon Peters, Illinois quarterback. Mm-hmm. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> You're on the internet now, so you, what, you uh, did you you watched a little bit of the game with me right before we left on Saturday? Yeah, I watched a little bit. I honestly wasn't as invested in it as probably you were. Let's and, you let's know. let's talk about because we can talk about a lot of different things with Ohio State. First, let's talk about my my feeling on Justin Fields being overrated. Here's here's my thing about that, and it kind of stems. Anyway, here we go. It stems a little bit because I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't. He has my respect a little bit, but I don't respect him a lot. I don't think that he's a great. Okay great leader, and I, I look for leadership first at quarterback. Okay. That goes back from him being on QB1 on Netflix because he I could have been editing, but I didn't think that he looked very good on that show. I think he looked more like a douche, and he was only out for himself. Um, but he hasn't been able – like, he's won big conference championships. At Ohio State, that's basically a regular season game at this point. He hasn't won in the postseason to give me anything to say that he's on the same level as, as Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I mean, there, I mean, there's a couple of things. Um you know, I think that coming from Georgia, I mean, he was originally committed to Georgia, yeah. transferred. Um, I think there's a lot of lot of uh, great things that have come out of it. One, he transferred to uh, Ohio State, who Ohio State was basically had quarterbacks. You know, JT Barrett was a good quarterback; he wasn't elite. Dwayne Haskins was a great quarterback; he wasn't elite. Mm-hmm. This is the first quarterback in Ohio State since uh, Troy Smith, Terrell Pryor, um, that is elite. And I mean, when I mean elite, he's got the arm power; he can throw the ball. Um, he stepped up as leader this year. I think last year, I agree with you, Jimmy. He was kind of a little bit more timid when it comes to kind of the leadership role. He earned um, a lot of my spect- respect in the Michigan State game because he had to play with four of five backup offensive linemen, yeah. and he's running down the field on re- on reverses and blocking. So I'll give yeah. him that. But yeah. It, yeah, but I mean, he still has not lost a game in the Big Ten. I don't care what you want to say. He has not lost a game in the Big Ten. He's undefeated. He's beaten the likes of Penn State twice. Uh, Michigan, uh, Michigan State twice, Indiana yep. twice. I mean, and these aren't these aren't easy opponents. I mean, he beat Wisconsin. Um, so I mean, they they are tough opponents. Um, I, I can't say the same for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, um, in the sense that he Trevor Lawrence beat Alabama at the height true, of their dynasty. True, uh, but I, I mean, as a true freshman, I mean, Trevor Lawrence also is one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. He's number one. Oh, no doubt, a number one pick. I mean, there's not even a question. Yep. Um, Him and Justin Fields have always because Justin Fields, they're the same class. Justin Fields was number one dual yeah. threat quarterback. Lawrence was number one pocket yeah. threat quarterback. Yeah. So like they've always. That's why I think it's fair to compare the two because that's all they've been doing their entire careers since high school is being yeah. compared to each other. I think they're both 
I think they're both from Georgia because I know Trevor Lawrence went to Cartersville, mm-hmm. and I can't I can't think of the name of Justin Fields High School. Yeah, it, it it's ba- it's basically the big stage because I think that in the biggest games, Justin Fields like even against Indiana, he, he had a terrible game against well, Indiana. It, it, no, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's good, but I uh, he in the bigger moments I see him kind of fading away True. more than I see the team. The team around him is is absolutely incredible. Ryan Day, I'll give Ryan Day his credit because I didn't like her. I don't like Urban Meyer, but mm-hmm. Ryan Day is is a good man, and he's leading that program out of the depths of hell from from the, where they are because they're the most hated program in college football. Wait a second, not depths of hell. He was handed the keys to a Ferrari. No, I'm not talking about yeah, on the field. I'm talking about image wise. Ohio State's the fucking villain oh, of college football. The, they're always going to be the villain. But now they have a respectable guy. Like they're not having a guy buy tattoos for his players. Jim Tressel. Or Urban Meyer, who has a heart attack every time there's a scandal come out about about oh, his program. Here we go. Here we go. I think there's, I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I think there's more like people like that that are that are the most hated teams. I think Alabama deserves that spot. I think Notre Dame could be in that mm-hmm. spot. Have you ever heard of Woody Hayes? I'm pretty sure a lot more people. Like, if you're not getting hated on, you're not a good football team. No, that's true. true. Like, true. The, and they're the they're the evil empire because they're always they're always around around. This is they're in the fucking playoff again. I, I don't. Jimmy I mean, very I mean Ohio State comes in round two. I don't know. Are you not jacked up for that? No, I don't I, think I'm it's gonna be. Uh, I'm fired I'm, up. I'm hyped up. I'm gonna love that game. Clemson's gonna win. I'll tell you one thing. That game is gonna be a lot. That game is gonna be a lot better than Notre Dame Alabama. One hundred percent. Yes. That's that's not. There's not too much to go on on that. When we saw Notre Dame Alabama play in the national championship a few years ago, we saw Notre Dame in the college football playoff against Trevor Lawrence that same year that he beat the shit out of Alabama. There's. I don't know. We're, we're, we're waiting to talk about that because we got plenty of time to talk about the Pick'em. Other conference championships, I know I got a little bit of heat for Iowa State and, and Oklahoma saying Iowa State, I think, shouldn't have been the underdog in that game. Uh, first half was terrible. Uh, that was not good for Ohio yeah. State. Brock Purdy came back and did his best. Uh, one of our colleagues on the network, on the Unhinged Sports Network, Hilo, said he did his best Daniel Jones impression where he let him just close enough to, to make you have hope that it was, it was going to go on. Yeah. Of the other conference championship games, the ACC, Clemson, Notre, Clemson, Notre Dame, that was not a game at Bama, Florida. What do you think? What was your favorite conference championship game uh, of the weekend? What you, I'll go. You yeah, haven't I'm said it. Yeah. You haven't said anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Bama, Florida. Uh, honestly, going into the game, I thought that Florida was going to give Alabama maybe a little bit more of a run than they did. And originally, when it was going back and back and forth, uh, I think it was either the first quarter or the first quarter and a half. I was thinking maybe I was right, maybe Florida might pull it out, but then Bama turned on the Jets, and there's no catch in Alabama when they turn on the Jets. So yeah, Devontae Smith is is yeah, he's yeah. in the he's the first wide receiver in the Heisman race that I can remember for a while, and, yeah, and yeah. I think it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that he wins that award, but their offense is if you want to talk about the keys to a Ferrari, their offense is humming yeah. right now. Yeah, no, that that's a good one. I would say for me, um, I would say the American game, the American Conference game between that, that was, was that, that was, was really that competitive. Was the primetime game mm-hmm. that was Tulsa against Cincinnati in a rainstorm. I mean, absolutely blowing, and I know exactly how that is. I've been I've sat through a couple of those games. Um, just horrible, 35, 36 degrees, snowing, sleeting sideways. Yep. Um, he- heck of a job from both teams. Like um, <laughs> and I, I felt like you know that kind of game was a really good indicator of where Cincinnati is as a program, I think. Um, as, let me kind of back up here in the sense that I think Cincinnati 
couple years ago when they blew it against UCF, having the lead late in the game. Um, in, the, in their championship game, they blew it. Um, I think that Cincinnati's really um, uh, turned the corners, coming, kind of coming, becoming one of the more elite programs, I think, in the country. I mean, they have 45 guys in scholarship from the state of Ohio. They've literally taken all the kids that don't want to go to Ohio State or Michigan, mm-hmm. and they go, to, they go to Cincinnati. And Luke Fickle, uh, who was a product of Urban Meyer, unbelievable head coach, unbelievable system that he's got down in Cincinnati. I love I love that game. I really enjoyed it. That program, I think that conference as a whole is is slept on because UCF is competitive every single year. Tulsa Tulsa could compete with anybody. Tulsa. I I like Tulsa in their bowl matchup. I can't remember who they're playing, but I, I do yeah. like them in that game. Um, yeah. And then I think they're better in the Pac-12 right now as far as like conference. Yeah, wise. yeah. conference because you got SMU was ranked in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, UCF. There's there's a lot of good teams in that conference. Yeah. Um, and you mean. Even Conference USA, because we were talk- we talked about Appalachian State. They're the first bowl champion of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that conference, you have Coastal Carolina was the, the champion of that conference in, in the CUSA. Yeah. So, and we all saw what Coastal Carolina did to BYU when you think you could beat up on little brother. And little brother punches <laughs> you back in the mouth. Yeah, true. B- BYU got stepchild, and they, uh, they got brought back, back down to reality. You but can't pick and choose the easiest school and then go out and get the shit kicked out. Well, to be, to be fair, BYU didn't have five days to prepare for this team, which was, and they had to travel all the way from, from Provo all the way over to Carolina. It would, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting excuses, but I'm just going to say this. It would. It was kind of excuses for It was kind of a, you know... Not getting excuses, but the time change. You know, I well, I'm just saying, like, you know, I I feel like if they would have had a week to prepare, a full week, you know what I mean? As if it's Coastal didn't have five days to prepare. I I completely agree with you. And going down, going over to the East Coast always sucks, especially coming from Colorado. Yeah, that is always terrible. But you're a college football team. You know this. You know you have a game every week. Coastal had five days to prepare too, and it. It wouldn't have looked as bad if BYU didn't turn down the Pac-12 a week earlier. Where yeah, they said, that was bad. That was we'll, bad. we'll play anybody, anytime, anywhere, and Washington's up there like, come on, let's go. We'll, yeah. You know what, we're okay over here. We'll stay over here. No, yeah. they, they went to Carolina to play the Sisters of the Poor, what they thought were the Sisters of the Poor, and that 5'9 center for Coastal Carolina. I can't. Yeah. That, he's, he's tough. He's a, he's I, tough I love that kid because I, I was looked at as a short center, and I'm three inches taller than that kid. Oh, I, thank God. I, I'm looked at as a short center, and I'm five inches taller than that kid. Yeah. I love that team. Absolutely love that team. The tallest person that they have on that line is what six one, maybe. I think. You're yeah, right they, you're right. They're, 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 I think they're called the Mighty Mites. That's their uh, <laughs> O line uh, yeah. team name or whatever. They call them the Mighty Mites. But, hey, you they deserve them. it, man. They deserve it. One hundred percent. College yeah. sports is amazing. You gotta yes. love it. I mean, well, going back to that, I mean, uh, my favorite game. I mean, out of the title games, I'm gonna go Bama versus Florida too, uh, because. Seeing what that oh, offer, it's it's with me today. It's, it's, it's a good day. It's, it's I mean, it's hard for me to pick against this game. The fact that this this Alabama offense lost Jerry Judy, Tua Tagovailoa, Damian Harris, Henry Ruggs, Jaylen and their Waddle. offense is better. Jalen Waddle because he's been hurt. Jalen Waddle also hurt. This Waddle. offense is better. I don't know how that is possible. If we're being honest, it's absolutely Mac Jones insane. is the quarterback. It's not Tua Tagovailoa. Who's that hybrid receiver they have? That's like a hybrid tight end receiver. I forget his name. He balled out against uh, Florida. He was. A Killer kind of reminds me of OJ Howard kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That um, tight end who took back the kick in the championship. Yeah, game. it's it's very hard to see anyone beating this team. And then also, I mean, Florida had a chance to come back in the game, and the boy Charlie Scott sealed the game and basically shut down Florida's chances at 
getting close to the end zone. What an absolutely fantastic <laughs> shout out, Chuck, man. Shout he out, pinned them within the 10 yard line and pretty much ended the game right there. Um, hopefully, Charlie, I mean, he's got an SEC ring now. Hopefully, yes, he can come down, come back with a natty too, because I'd love to see that for him. Are they the Rose Bowl or are they the. Uh, they're, they're the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. Man, a, Rose, a Rose Bowl championship ring would be pretty fucking sweet that too. Would be sick, As yeah. a college football fan, I might take a Rose Bowl championship over a national <laughs> championship ring. No, I mean, it's not the same because it's. That depends. Yeah, it's not the same because it's not at the Rose Bowl. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been to that stadium. That, yeah, Rose, that Rose Bowl stadium. That's is it's, beautiful. It's on my bucket list. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I, for the Ohio State Wisconsin uh, Washington game. It's yeah, sweet. I, I saw a UCLA game there, and that was nothing compared to what usually oh, is there. I would have um, so. I my dad actually guys that he played college football with got to go to the Rose Bowl when it was Oklahoma Georgia and Baker and, oh my God. and Sony Michelle had that fucking or it was Baker and Jake Fromm but Jake Fromm didn't really affect the outcome of that game that was I still count it as probably the best college football game I've ever just sat down and watched but the Rose Bowl is something different yeah I, it totally is totally is it's, it's feeling, yeah the feeling is totally different I I've been I've been to all four of them um, I've been to Rose Sugar Fiesta and Rose. Um, Rose is by far number one. I mean, it, it the it's just like a really cool atmosphere. It, mm-hmm. Not necessarily, it's just like the whole. I mean, that stadium's got so much history. Oh yeah. OJ, er, I mean, now you don't. You, we we still we mention OJ Simpson now, but OJ Simpson kind of built that the legacy that that was built on, and they've been carrying it through Pete Carroll and, and Reggie Bush made it famous again. Yeah. It, it's just you know it's one of those things, and then. You can talk about the other greatest Rose Bowl game, USC Texas. Yeah, I was gonna say, Vince Young, yeah, Vince Young and Reggie Bush going back and forth at it. That was. Yeah. I mean, the game was only Pac-12 versus um, Big, Ten, Big, Big Ten. Big Ten for the longest time, and now we can see Alabama in it. How fun is that? I mean, yeah. I mean, Pac-12 is not what it once was, and now you get to see an SEC school play in a quote-unquote mm-hmm. Rose Bowl. Yeah, it's not the stadium, but it's still the same feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love mean, it. I love it. It's. Yeah. There, there's a ton of great matchups, and we're going to get to them later. But we, we have this conversation now because the Heisman, it's going to be in 2021. So I, I, are they counting postseason stats? Because they normally don't count. Yeah, they don't. Uh, the question, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't think they usually I normally count. To, to, I mean, because it's a shortened season. So I think to try to make it more fair, they could. Yeah. But it's probably not going to happen. The, the top four right now, uh, Justin Fields actually not on it. I guess we can talk about that. Is that warranted? Because a six-game season – it's not Ohio State's fault, and I defended Ohio State on that fact that they should be in the playoff because we had a lot of people come after us and say that they shouldn't have been. I was pissed off about Notre Dame being in the top four. Everybody else was pissed off about Ohio State being in the top four. But should Justin Fields be in the Heisman Heisman race with only six games? Dom, what do you think? With only six games, I still think that he deserves to be in the in the conversation. But in all honesty, I mean. In my opinion, you're, you're, nobody's going to beat out Trevor Lawrence. He's got the most. He's got. He's talked about the most. He's got some of the best stats here. I mean, he's only thrown three interceptions all year. He's got a 70% completion percentage. He's got all these different things that you can talk about. And in a the quarterback, there's, that's the reason why he's going to be the number one pick because he's the most consistent and he and he plays his game no matter who he's playing against. Now, going to when they lost to Notre Dame, you didn't have that factor. So that is probably the biggest reason why Notre Dame ended up beating Clemson. But if we're talking about putting Justin Fields into that same conversation with only six games, I think it's fair, but you, you, have, to, you have to take into account a bunch of other different ideas as well. I, I think the thing we got to look at with 
teams that have short seasons, you gotta look at the game averages. I think I think that game averages what what are they averaging in those six games? Because if they if those numbers are very similar to what Mac Jones had, what Trevor Lawrence had for Justin Fields, then he deserves to be in there. But if you look at overall stats, I mean, it's going to be way over inflated. Um, when you have to look at the averages, and especially against certain opponents, um, like like with Justin Fields against Indiana, which was a, big, a top fifteen school. Um, if you look at Trevor Lawrence against Notre Dame in their ACC championship, that's the games you got to look at to determine this, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, Nick. I'm with you. I, I, I don't think Trevor or I don't think Justin Fields should be in the Heisman. Um, I think I mean he's a great quarterback. I mean, there's, I'm not ripping on him at all. I just think it's not his fault. I think it's the Big Ten's fault. I, I think yeah. it's I think it's the fact that um, we want to get into this, but Kevin Warren doesn't have a spine. Um, but that's just me. Um, I just right now I don't think as far as you know playing on the field is one thing, but um, I think that right now as far as for the amount of games that they have played, Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trasker are, should be more deserving than Justin Fields right now. Yeah, there's there's very little argument about the people that they have. I mean, the top four right now: Mac Jones, Devonte Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask, and Najee Harris. So top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been taking three people normally as the finalists. So we'll see who who makes it out of that. But Trevor, I mean, just Justin Fields just doesn't have the season stats, and I I agree with you. That's on the Big Ten. Yeah, they should have had a better plan plan in place. And they still didn't even have the worst plan in place. Pac-12 had the worst one. But the Big yeah. Ten should have been playing the entire time with everybody, with all the other conferences. 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Five interceptions in six games is a little bit much when you're talking about a Heisman Trophy quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's it, not not hard math to do. It's almost an interception per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to go, I think the thing that you got to look at with MVP and Heisman Trophy is what team would suffer the most without that player. And I, that's where I agree with with my brother, and we talked about this, but Trevor Lawrence, I think, even even though he missed those few games with COVID, he's still the most most valuable player on any team in, in college football. Interesting. You know, Interesting. you saw that with DJ, I mean, Ulo, whatever. Uyagalale. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt his last DJ, game. whatever. I mean, they yeah. probably would have beaten Notre Dame the first time. Um, the, yeah. Then we'd be talking That's... about Texas A&M in the Final Four. We wouldn't even be talking about Notre Dame um, in this. Because if, if, if... Final Four anyways, but... Either way... Um, you got to give Notre Dame credit for beating a Clemson team that only was missing their starting star quarterback. But um, Trevor Lawrence, by far, makes a big difference. People like Devontae Smith, it's it's very tough to get to a receiver. Because when you pick a receiver, you usually have to have the quarterback there, too. Yeah. The quarterback has to be in the discussion. And if we're being honest, Mac Jones's numbers are incredible, but he's very, very lucky. Because oh, if you yeah. throw him on Florida, where Kyle Trask is, I guarantee you he's not putting up these same numbers. Maybe right. he is with Pitts over there, but Devontae Smith is one of a kind. Najee Harris, they're, they're, the talent Alabama has around him makes makes life so much easier for him. So much easier. Yeah. 100%. It's not the same talent that he had before. When he won his national championship, he had T. Higgins and Justin Ross. Now it's it's guys. They're good. Like I, and I don't even really know the Clemson receivers by name anymore. They're still talented, but uh, well, I'm saying Mac Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac Jones. I mean Mac Jones. Talent, is, he's very lucky for the talent. Mac Jones. I don't think. I think Mac Jones's numbers are inflated because of the talent, and I think that's the only reason why he's there. And he's the quarterback of Alabama. But so right now, if the Heisman was given right now, who would you say, Jimmy? Who, who's your winner? Trevor Lawrence. Mm, I mean, if. The people voting for this award are probably going to look at stats more than they're going to look at actual games. And if you look at Kyle Trask's season stats, forty over 4,000 yards, 43 passing touchdowns. He's the closest thing to the last Heisman Trophy winner season. It's nowhere near as good as Joe Burrow's season last year, but mm-hmm. Joe Burrow had 5,000 yards and over 50 touchdowns. 
I think that Kyle Trask is probably just based on the stats. I think really, I think just based on the stats, I well, think that's what the voters are going to look at. In comparison, he's got a he's got a little bit better of a completion percentage. He has forty three passing touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence only has twenty two. Now you can now you can try to make the argument that Trevor Lawrence did miss those few games, and maybe that passing touchdown number would have gone up. We don't know. Now Trevor Lawrence has fewer interceptions than Kyle Trask does, but only by two, so really that doesn't make any difference. And then Kyle Trask, like Jimmy just said, has about twice as many, almost twice as many, eh, about a thousand more, we'll say about a thousand more uh, yards than Trevor Lawrence does. So truthfully, if you are looking strictly at the stats, Kyle Trask. I mean, the the way I see it, I mean, like five years from now, is anyone going to remember Kyle Trask's name if he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL? No. No. No, so that's 100% why this is going to go to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's also the most mar- most marked. Mar- well, that, I mean, with Trevor, with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, if, in a weird year, as weird of a year as it's been, this award is going to be a popularity vote, for being honest. Trevor Lawrence has put up good enough numbers to be in the top two of this conversation, yeah. and because of that, they're going to give him the award. Sunshine! It, it sucks. See, I Sunshine! I, I completely disagree with both of you guys. I think it's Devontae Smith. And I think it's Devontae Smith. Here's why. You look at the numbers um, from when uh, Desmond Howard won the Heisman. Um, Devonta Smith has actually shattered his numbers. Uh, to give you a little bit of a understanding as, as to where Devonta Smith, he has 80 catches this year for 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. I know, yeah. I know, I know. You want to say that um, uh, Mac Jones gives him the ball. Put it this way: this guy is one of the most dynamic, and it's not only just catching. You know, as far as a receiver, I haven't heard you know a, a, a announcer say you don't want to kick to this guy. Since Devin Hester, I mean this guy. I mean this guy. He, he has a legit chance of taking every single kick mm-hmm. back. I think he deserves it. I think if there's any year that a non-quarterback deserves it, this is the year. This guy has played every single game. He is as dynamic as they come. This guy. I mean this guy is unbelievable. He's got the speed. He's got the route running. He can catch. Um, he can return punts. There's nothing this guy can't do. He's the best receiver by a mile. Yeah. In, the, in the country, and it's not even close. I think he deserves the Heisman. I think that Trevor Lawrence hasn't played enough games. I think Kyle Trask has lost too many games, against, especially against LSU. And I think Mac Jones has had, had the blessing of throwing to Devonta Smith the whole the whole season. So I think why why Mac Jones' numbers look good is because of Devonta Smith, and I think that's why he deserves the Heisman. I don't disagree with that at all. It's, I just it's just very very hard to give to a season. It's a logical just, argument, but I, I don't think that the, not, the general yeah. football fan and and the media people that they have vote on this award are going to look at how dynamic Devontae Smith is. It's unfortunate. We could see a thing where we see offensive player of the year could be Devontae Smith, and then maybe um, the Heisman still goes to Trevor Lawrence just because the Heisman is usually, it's unfortunate it's like this, but it's like this. It's It's a quarterback. back or quarterback. Most of the time it's a quarterback. It's annoying. I I don't like that the Heisman usually just goes to quarterback. I mean, obviously, it's the most important position. It's the position that gets the most attention. And last year... Quarterbacks are the easiest... Quarterback's second most important position behind center. Wow. Well, that's your personal opinion, that's big guy. It, yeah. Not personal, personal opinion. <laughs> that's true. Without the O-line, there would be no there would be no quarterback. But I put it this way. Um, 
if the LSU Tigers did not have Joe Burrow last year, I don't care how good the center was, they weren't going to win. It was Cush. Yeah. It was Cush, yeah. <laughs> you got to watch who you're, who you're saying that around because offensive lineman, offensive lineman, Bronco fan. That's might as well, you might as well have been an offensive lineman anyway. He was for a while. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Devontae Smith, if you want to talk about the guy who's improved the most since the first time you really took notice, is Devontae Smith yeah. because the first memory I have of him in college football, and I know he had a lot of big plays that season, he's the one who caught the game-winning touchdown pass when Alabama – beat Georgia in the national championship, and he's just gotten better every single season. Mm-hmm. And he's a senior. He stayed there all four years. Not many people yeah. at Alabama do that unless you're an offensive lineman because the offensive yeah. line likes to finish out their degrees, but How everybody else that? normally gets who, in and gets on. Who is that guy from Alabama that was their, like, rock for uh, this, was it the center who went down? Um, I forget his name. He got injured. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't think um, of his name, but I just saw his name, too. Yeah, he um, – God, that was so sad. But he said he stayed outside around the car to watch them win. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but um, hopefully for a quick recovery. I think it was – I forget his name. Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson. Dickerson. That's right. That's right. Um, but, yeah, I do may agree with you on that. I mean, he is – I don't think that, you know, I've ever seen a dominant receiver like this stay for four years. And just get better and each year. better each year, yeah. I mean, T, uh, T. Higgins was good as a freshman, and I think he got better. But this is leaps and bounds. This is I, – I said it. I still think that he – I think Devontae Smith might have a better upside than Henry Ruggs and Jerry mm-hmm. Judy. There's a possibility, depending on the situation that he gets put in, and depending on his quarterback, because not many people are just are Justin Jefferson where you can make a bad quarterback better. But Devontae Smith has the possibility, it, it, the ability in my eyes to do that. And it's yeah. very risky, but we could see a thing, Jimmy, where Devontae Smith is there number three. For him and Joe Burrow to be in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's true. But then we got we we still wouldn't have an offensive line to to block for Burrow. Yeah, yeah but you can just watch receiver screens and have him run down the damn. That's field. true. Just that's have Joe Burrow yeah. chuck it up there. Too. Okay, but now you got another you got another threat to do that with. We didn't. We're not talking about the NFL because they're playing right now, and I I'm already getting text updates that it's not going well. Let's go ahead. We can look at that real quick before we get into talking about the rankings. Oh, it's three nothing Bengals. What are we talking about? Okay. Where do <laughs> what you are go? you talking about? You're and, the one who talked about it. End, end of the first quarter, three nothing Bengals, uh, as it sits now. I, I would like to point out that that's how the the first quarter ended against the Seahawks with the Jets, and then they ended up getting blown out forty to three. Hopefully, I just unjinxed you, but you know what? Who knows? Let's let's go back to college football rankings wise. Mm. Rankings wise, mm. what are, what are we gonna do? What, mm. what are we gonna? Nico and I don't don't agree on this. Nico and I were were going back and forth on this last night when they were announced. Top four: Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, and Oklahoma are the first two out at five and six. But after Saturday, I don't like Notre Dame being number four. I don't um, don't don't like it because oh I've been it, waiting for this all night I've yeah. been waiting for this all night <laughs> Jer- Jeremy give me give me you coming in hot here because you 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 always have good things to say about the college football playoff committee yeah I <laughs> uh, I um, the committee look, sucks um, I agree with you the committee sucks I agree with you that the that needs to be an expansion um, I'm even started to lean towards back to the BCS I mean that that's just where I'm at right now it's gotten to that point I will say this though. Um, the reason why Notre Dame deserves to be in at four, um, obviously, well, let me start from the top. Alabama, Clemson, no doubt one and two. No doubt one and two. Ohio State, that's a whole other argument that we can get into. Um, but I'm going to stick here with the Notre Dame and the Texas A&M. Um, Notre Dame has beaten the team they've lost to. They have good wins. They have a great win against UNC, against Carolina. Um, that just absolutely blew the doors off of Miami. Um, and I think that they are a complete team. Um, I think that um, they have... They have the resume, um, and they have they have all the complete uh, pieces to be a, a top four team. 
Um, the reason why I do not like A&M at four is because of the fact that um, their best argument is, well, we lost to Alabama by 25 or whatever, 24. Um, that's their best argument. Not the argument that they beat Florida because Florida's win, Florida losing LSU hurt A&M. Mm-hmm. Florida losing LSU hurt A&M. Your best argument for A&M is saying, well, we got beat by Alabama by 23. And guess what? The committee wasn't going to put Alabama and A&M round two. I don't think they were going to do it. Yeah, it, it, it would make, I mean, it's going to make about as much sense as the Alabama-Notre Dame game. Once we see that play out, and Alabama scores 65 points on Notre Dame. And their first string is up by halftime. And, see, and, and absolutely, last. with you on that, I was also, I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. Oh, I no. think, what are I think, about? here's the deal, okay, here we go again. <sighs> um, Alabama at one, Notre Dame at four, we've seen this so many times. Um, and here's the funny thing. Um... They did this. You guys did the exact same thing, and all the media reporters did it. And I was there in person to watch it. Alabama against Ohio State, first year of the playoff. Nobody gave OSU a chance. Third string quarterback. And guess what happened? Seventy five yards right through the heart of the South, and well, OSU won. Where's Where's the Ezekiel Elliott on Notre Dame? Well, hey, that, my point. My point. <laughs> my point is, is this. They have a better quarterback than OSU does in Ian Book. I think Ian Book's depends on what Ian Book shows up. Yeah, um, but I think that they are a physical team. They have the tools. Um, and I, they have a great football coach. They have a great football coach. Um, this is going to be a closer game than I think people can. Um, people are predicting. And I think Alabama can't play defense to save their lives. Alabama's defense is suspect this year. We agree on that. Yeah. But their offense makes up for it. Their offense this if year. If you have an offense great. like Alabama does, Agreed. doesn't matter how many times Notre Dame scores, you're going to score again. Agreed. And score again and score again and score again. Agreed. Line 17 and a half, I think I would bet Notre Dame plus 17 and a half. That's my hot pick. Yeah, to Se- cover, I, I definitely agree with that. 17 and a half is bad. And to go on with, I'm, I'm, I'm completely in agreement with Jeremy. I don't think A&M deserved it at all. I feel I mean, like there's it, a theme it, in this episode that's split down. It's split down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Texas A&M, like, like I said, their only legit win, excuse me, was against Florida. There was yeah. no other wins on their on their card that was noteworthy. Every other team they played in the SEC was not ranked at all. Right. It, was, it was Florida and Alabama were the only two games ranked, and they got shit kicked in by Alabama. Yeah. Absolutely murdered. And the last thing that the committee wanted was two things. One, they didn't want the same matchup. That's why Ohio State was three. And not agree. Yeah, Ohio State agree. was three, and oh, Notre Dame wasn't. And we're getting wasn't a repeat three. matchup anyways yeah. with exactly. that because yeah. that's still that's a rematch. It's from a last rematch year. last year, but you don't have Notre Dame Clemson playing each other for the third time unless it's for the national championship. So that's why they did that. Um, that's why the Ohio State was three, and Notre Dame moved to four. It's because, a it's I mean, a money decision. And because they're going to make more money on an Alabama-Notre Dame matchup exactly. than they're going and, to And anyway. the fact that also, I mean, in my opinion, I think Oklahoma and Cincinnati had more of an argument. And yeah. Florida that had an argument over Texas A&M. I think yes? Cincinnati should have been five. I think, I Cincinnati, really, yeah. I think Cincinnati-Alabama would have been a great game to watch. I agree. I'm only I'm only talking about Texas A&M because they, they ended the, the year ranked fifth. I agree that. I, I mean, since I've been banging on the table for Cincinnati this entire the entire time that we've done the Far End of the Bench podcast. I've said, hey, don't sleep on Cincinnati. Don't sleep on Cincinnati. Everybody's going to sleep on Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And our Zach had a good tweet because the committee, when they were asked why Cincinnati was left out, they just, Cincinnati just doesn't have the resume to go up against these other schools. And he crossed it out and said, insert group of five conference team here. Doesn't have the athletes or resume to go up against any of the other Complete schools. Complete BS. And if I'm Complete being honest, and if I'm being honest, also another team that Jeremy's gonna love this that has an argument to be in that six to seven range is Indiana. Yeah, they've only lost yeah. to one team 
And it's a team, team in the top four. And it's a team yep. that's their conference four. champion. The, the fact that yeah, the fact that Oklahoma, yes, they they're conference champion, <laughs> but them being six is, is kind of pushing it. Florida is a three loss team yeah. in, in the top seven. They're above them. Georgia's didn't even make the SEC championship is above them. That's all travesty. Georgia has I, one of the worst losses. Northwestern on their fell Northwestern fell to fourteen. And they're, I, I they're thought, two loss. I thought that what the SEC should have done this this week, this past week, was they should have put A and M versus Georgia. Yeah. In a game, and guess what? That would have really that helped out both sides. That would have helped out both sides in the sense that okay, um, Georgia's not making the playoff, but at least they get a, a quality opponent. They could, you know, they could sneak in. Obviously, they were going to make it to cover up. Yeah. I, I can't. But A and M beats A and M beats Georgia that last weekend instead of playing uh, who did they name Tennessee. 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 I mean, they, there's a hell of an argument right there. Yeah. I mean, there's. A, I mean, then you have you t- if you're A and M, you've beaten Florida and Georgia. Well, now we're talking. But um, like Nico said, they didn't play anybody in the SEC besides Bama and Florida this year. And they barely beat Florida. And they barely beat Florida, and it was at home. So um, I would have liked to have seen A&M versus uh, Georgia this this, uh, past week if they they could have done that. But I'm on board with all of you guys in the sense that how do you leave out an undefeated conference champion? Conference champion. Because conference championships are supposed to matter the most. Supposed to matter. 9-0, conference champions, pulls it out year in and year out. And what drove me crazy when they were talking about the rankings was – Oh well, if you're a group of five, you need to build a brand. That is such that's complete even garbage. If you make, even if you make that argument, Cincinnati has been building their brand agreed, agreed. for the last however many years. Yeah. So even if you make that argument, they should be that number five or number fourteen. Agreed. They agreed. should. They should have jumped over Notre Dame. Yes, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. They've been Notre Dame for decades, mm. decades. But with the way that everything shook out this year, there's no reason why. Cincinnati and Notre Dame shouldn't have been flipped. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But I also will say that they Notre Dame did the smart thing this year. They played in conference. They, they yeah. played in conference. They played Clemson twice. And guess what? Whether everybody wants to yell at it or not, everybody was like, "Well, Notre Dame, join a conference. Join a conference. Join a conference." And guess what? They did, and they benefited. They were the reason why they got in. They yeah. they missed out on a golden opportunity because if they would have came in, won the ACC, and then dipped, they would have had the power to go wherever conference. Yeah. We were talking. We mentioned it last week. They're in Indiana. Why not play in the Big Ten yeah, for a year? Agree. And then why not go to the AC or they want the SEC? Because who knows? Go yeah. to the AAC. Well, win the AAC. Be a group. Be the group of five. That'd be hilarious if Notre Dame went into the American. Yeah. And then won the group of five and got in because it's Notre Dame. But, oh, but yeah. the branding, the branding argument makes no sense because UCF did that and UCF got agreed to get. That's what I've been saying. Like yeah. UCF has had that brand and they built on it, especially after that year they beat Auburn. If if McKenzie, if we can talk about the what ifs if Mackenzie Milton does get hurt that year. I think UCF has a way better chance to make the playoff. I think it was 20, 2017 or twenty eighteen. But Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, I would be very pissed off if I was. Oh, I'm with you. Hey, that's the big theme here: is it needs to be eight eight teams. It needs to be eight at teams. least eight teams. At least eight teams. Boy, that would have been a great great for eight teams this year. Oh yeah, I mean we can keep going. Top eight, we said it: Oklahoma, Florida, Cincinnati get added to the mix. Texas A and M. Get added to the mix. Top 16, you go Bama, BYU, first matchup, Northwestern, Clemson. Who knows what happens with Northwestern's defense? There, there's great matchups. The, it, over Iowa. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, Iowa as well, but like, there's. You gotta show love for Padilla, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, do the top, if you do the top eight right now, first round, you got Bama, Cincinnati. What a hell of a game. Could, what a could hell be. of that a game. Could be. Clemson, has, Florida. Yeah, that has. Hell of a game. The more games you add in, the more intrigue there is because the more chance that these teams have to slip up. OSU, Oklahoma, yeah. Notre Dame, A&M. Give me those 
four games to start up the season for the playoff, who's not going to tune in? I mean, the, the one thing I saw that helps us too is what you could do is yes, you may be subtracting a regular season game, but this adds an opportunity where the higher seeds could host the first game, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the rest of them will. We be talked about games. that with Jim in the in the part of that episode that we lost. Exactly. Yeah, you could have the first the one through four seed if it's an eight seed team or eight seed team bracket. Those could be the host, and then after that, then you have the big the New Year's Six games, or, and then it works out like that. Or, or he, I was thinking this thing, this was even, this could be even better. How about instead of having a non-con like you play everybody, you know, those t- Division Ones play on, you know, that they beat up on the smaller Division One. Alabama play. playing the Citadel. Yeah. How about this? Cut one of those games, and I know it's funding for those those little schools, and I, I see that argument. But then have a championship week where you had this year where you had the teams that didn't make the championship game still played yeah. for, you know, and, and fans are still able to go see their team each week. And then guess what? From there, boom, and that takes care of the problem. Well, I mean, there's no need for two bye weeks at the Division One level. Division Two has one bye week built into the schedule. One bye week, I think, is enough, and then you can add in another game towards the end of the season. And everybody wants to make a bowl game anyways. This just adds to that. Yeah, yeah but everybody, like, you, you talk about cutting out those money games. Nobody's going to go for that, especially the smaller schools, because they, like you said, they need that funding. Yeah. For us, and I'm speaking for UNC, at least somewhat, because I don't know exactly how the funding works, but... When we go up and we play a team like CU or CSU, mm-hmm. we use that money to keep up with our facilities yeah. and fix our weight room and do all that different yeah. stuff. If you take that away, then you're taking away from our program, and we're we are going to be pissed because we're going to think that we're not going to have as good of yeah. a chance this year. I see the argument too. I, I do agree yeah. with you. I think that it would be a lot more intriguing if we took away those games. Mm-hmm. But looking at a, a logical and a money standpoint, I, it's not going to. I'll give you a good, a good argument there. Now I'll pull like. If you take that money game off to where you're, it's a guaranteed loss. If you go up and play, if you go and play Washington as a Division One AA school, it's it's pretty much you're getting paid to show up. You, you take away that game and then you play another team at your level and you have a better chance to make your postseason. Look yes. at look yes. at it like this. What about a preseason? Yeah. What about what about oh, one game at the beginning? I mean, where where Alabama and the bigger schools play smaller schools, and it just it doesn't count toward the record. It is a game exhibition game. As an exhibition game, like that. Why, why not? I mean, you can still keep that. You can take it off the main schedule. The game won't count technically, but you still have that possibility of getting uh, money yeah. back to the lower programs. I like that idea. It's a good idea. But going back to what Jimmy was talking about, yes, last year, little UNC went out to Washington State and got absolutely hammered but i think taking away those games and another argument for that would help with the amount of injuries that we suffered because one of my buddies completely destroyed his knee like entirely mm-hmm. to the point where there were some things that i had never heard about happening during his surgery that happened and he's still not right for me he's still got a limp he's still got all that all mm-hmm. stuff you take that away Maybe we do better than we did last year. Maybe maybe things are different. Maybe, you know, there's just all these what-ifs that you don't know. You can't answer unless you try it out. And then if you try it out and you don't like it, then you can always add in that money game. I'm with you. I'm with, I, I can't believe that college football is the only sport that doesn't have a preseason. Mm-hmm. College basketball is a, a, college like basketball is a preseason. Um, NFL, uh, you know, NBA, I mean, all the other ones. College football is the money driver in college sports, yeah. minus the March Madness tournament. Um they are the kings of, of college sports and athletics. I'm with you. Have the exhibition game. Go up to Washington State, play, have you know, get money for it, and guess what? It doesn't count towards your record. Then you throw in another conference opponent, 
And then you might have a better argument. And guess what? A lot of these teams would have a better argument yeah. if they didn't play the Citadel and you know all these you know you know Virginia A and M and they played a, a big time. Ball. And the big time schools can rest their starters, so you yep. don't see a Jalen Waddle injury. You don't right. see an injury for the small school. It's it's better for everybody because it takes a, There's a lot of pressure on in games in college football because yeah. you have to since there is no basically there's no postseason. At, at the Division One levels, you've got to go undefeated or only have oh, one yeah. loss to be able to make the postseason. It'd take a lot of pressure off of that. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. That's a, You guys hit it nail, nail on the head with that. I um, mean, a, another argument could be that if you have those two preseason games, if they're not going to count towards your schedule anyways, that also would mean that they're not going to count towards your eligibility. Yeah. And you can, and you can play the red extra plus the four games that you've been playing in the regular season yeah. to get as a freshman or a retro freshman yeah, or wherever retro, you're yeah. at. Mm-hmm you can get that much more experience. I'm, I'm with you on that, too. If we're being honest, though, these are all great ideas, but NCAA it's never, it's is never not that it's up, it's, no. up to the bench, it's, it's up to the bench warmers watching. It's up to the bench yes. warmers listening. Yes. Get this in front of the NCAA. We're fixing the NCAA we're right now. We're fans, like, Fun saying NCAA. stuff better than the NCAA football committee can think of. And college and like, football has the money to do. It's not like a resource thing. College football has the money to do everything that we're talking about. Absolutely. They can try everything it's once. Not, it's not like we don't know what we're talking about. We've been we've been in it. We've we've been we, we're we're affected by it. We know exactly what we want to have happen, but we also know what's not going to end up happening. Yeah, yeah. I just think it needs to be reformed in the in it, with the whole system. And if it's heck, I I love the preseason idea. That's a, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And Nick brought it up. That is a great idea. And I think that. And I think I'm all look. I'm an advocate for uh, players staying as long as they want to stay. If it was up to me. I really wish they wouldn't graduate. I would love to see them stay like the NFL. But um, Michael Panix yeah. going into his yeah, eighth yeah. season yeah. on his Don't fourth leave degree ever. Yeah. Uh, but my point is, is he's going to become a doctor. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for. I'm all for the advocating for. Guys staying in school, staying as long as they need to because the NFL is a cutthroat league. Yeah. Um, there's no layups, and the college football is a really good um, you know, entry into the league as far as staying. It's, it's the same. Let's, let's, let's move on because we got to get into the pick-em. we got to tell people. We can do a whole thing on the NCAA and, and everything that they could try, and I know that I mean, there's a, a portion of the population that wants to listen to that, but mm-hmm. let's get into what I think everybody's going to enjoy. In our pick them. We'll yes. keep the stat. We'll keep the stats updated as bowl season goes on. It's already started, which is weird. It's normally you got a couple weeks between selection Sunday and yeah, the first one, but we had the first game, Appalachian State beat North Texas, and the first game that we're going to count in our pick them is tomorrow, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. As you're listening to this, it'll, blue turf. it'll have already taken Love place. Blue turf. But we're starting with the Potato Bowl, Tulane in Nevada. Turf. Um, and we're basically if we're if it's not a big matchup, we won't have to break down the game, but we're going to give. Our pick for the for who, who who we think is going to win. Some of these are going to be shots in the dark. I guarantee, you, especially on my end, because I have. I'll, Nico, I'll you watch honest. Tulane football? I'll be honest. I watch. I'd rather hey. I'd rather watch preseason basketball than Tulane football. Oh, so. Any, anybody on the panel? Anybody on the panel? Where's Tulane located? What state? Louisiana. Louisiana. There you go. Jeremy. Jeremy knows college. That was way too fast. Yeah. That was too easy. It's, yeah, I, I figured Jeremy and I. Just like I said on the Unhinged at Night episode, we probably spent a little bit too much time on YouTube or like going down I rabbit holes. I cannot I see the NFL, too much so I, I don't like the NFL. So Saturdays are a lot of people's Sundays. That's because he likes the Colts. That's why. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's that's true. a playoff team. We're not going to get into that. But okay, <laughs> we're going to be the playoffs. All right. Let, let's go around. I'm starting. I'm picking Tulane over Nevada. Uh, they, they've had more games played this year, and, and I don't. They're favored by two and a half. Who knows? Over under fifty seven. It, it was like a. It was. It, it's a who knows game. I'm going Tulane, and I. Nevada kind of struggles in the postseason. 
So uh, that's that's where my pick comes from. Um, and I do know uh, that Nevada does struggle in the postseason, but the main thing, the main reason why I ended up picking Nevada is because they lost close to Hawaii, and me. Looking at Hawaii because, you know, Air Force is located in Colorado. They're also part of the Mountain West Conference. And we know that Air Force and Hawaii are both huge schools, and they, and they play very good football. But I picked Nevada mainly because they lost by three to Hawaii. Dom, I'm going to give you the Lee Corso not so fast on this one. Um, Can you do the list too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going Tulane. I'm on the Tulane train. Here's why. A couple things. Um, in their last, let's see here. Five games are four and one, including a double overtime loss to Tulsa on the road. Tulsa just so, played in their and, conference and Tulsa championship. Tulsa was just in their conference championship, uh, and they have a great quarterback. Let's see, uh, this guy's name is Pratt. Last name Pratt. He has 18 touchdowns on the year, five picks. Um, I like Tulane in this game. They're favored two and a half. Going to be a close game, um, but I'm rolling. I'm rolling with the mean. Is it the Green Wave? The I think green it's wave. the Green Wave. Yeah, yeah the it's green the Tulane Green Wave. Yeah, they also. They lost the Navy second week of the season, and that was a really close game too. So they played. They're six and five, but they've played a lot of games and they played a lot of good games. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make the the emotion argument on that one. I think they're they've dumped all their emotion and now it's just over. <laughs> well, Dom, welcome to your first island because I'm taking Tulane also. I'm good. <laughs> welcome to your first <laughs> island, buddy. Yeah. I'm taking Tulane also. Um, I, I mean, I'm be honest. I like I said, I haven't watched a whole lot of Tulane football, but Jeremy convinced me, so I'm going Tulane, <laughs> and I like their logo, so I'm going on the Tulane blue turf. Well. On the blue Turf. On the blue turf, yeah. Over in Boise, go get your potatoes. The famous, famous Idaho potato bowl. <laughs> uh, next game, roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. This is always a great bowl game. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna say all of the bowl game names because I think that's half of the fun of bowl season. Uh, it's kind of like the college basketball preseason tournaments where they're named after basically whoever got money on it first. But the Boca Raton Bowl, UCF, and number 16 BYU. We talked mm-hmm. a lot about what we think of BYU earlier, but they do have a good quarterback, Zach Wilson. And they are 10-1. They, they played basically the fullest schedule that you can without a conference championship. They're an un- independent team. And UCF is not as good as they were with Mackenzie Milton. Dylan Gabriel is a good quarterback. Great quarterback. I, I'm leaning BYU just because they've played so often. And I think they're going to look at UCF as an inferior opponent. And they like to get up for inferior opponents in their eyes. So I think BYU, the Cougars, will be able to go go with that one. Jeremy, you want to go next? Yeah, Jeremy, go next. Um... This is a home game for UCF. They're yeah. in. It's in Florida again. I, I I know you guys don't like the travel argument, but it works, man. Um, I think this is a UCF upset win. Um, I think um, it's going to be a close game. Uh, they got. I'll UCF, give you the six and a half. UCF, yeah, UCF's plus six and a half. Um, I will say that the, um, the, their quarterback Dylan Gabriel, I think was his name. Yeah. Gabriel, heck of a quarterback. Thirty touchdowns on the year. Four picks. Thirty three hundred yards. Thirty three hundred yards. Um, they've only lost, their only loss basically in the last uh, five games was Cincinnati by three, who was also in the conference championship. Yeah. Um, I'm rolling with the American here. I'm going to roll with the Knights. Over under 75. Are we, hitting the, un, are we hitting the under on this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, 75 yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Why is too short to bet the under? Uh, yeah. That's true. I mean, Big Cat would be pissed off at me, but that, yeah. 75 is a lot. Yeah. Dom, what, what are you, where are you going? Not, so, not a surprise to those of us who know me and Jimmy. I'm also going with BYU. Uh, really, no other reason than I think BYU is just going to look at UCF like they're like they're inferior and they're going to end up stomping them. So, well, it looks like we're splitting the table oh, again. Man, here we I'm go. I'm going to go UCF too because to Dom's point, BYU is going to look at them as their inferior. And guess what happened last oh, time they did that? You're thinking about they did that. Down they opponent. did that against the Coastal oh, Carolina. No. Look what happened. BYU pissed me off so much yeah. how they were talking such a big game and then they. 
get their shit, they lose to the Coastal Carolina. I think it's similar. I think it's very similar. I think they think too much about it, and they're like, oh, we're so much better than them, and I think UCF, UCF also pulls off the upset. That would be the meltdown of meltdowns if you have a trap game and a bowl game. That would be incredible. <laughs> All right, that's those are the games for tomorrow. Now, on the day that you're listening to this, I think you can either catch the end of these games or go back and see who won. They might have been already played. The RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Louisiana Tech and Georgia Southern. This is a home game for Louisiana Tech because it's being played in New Orleans. Uh, Georgia Southern seven and five. They they beat. They're the ones who beat Tennessee right last year. And then the coach was like, "That was the bring me my money meme that was yeah, that was popular yeah, yeah, last yeah. August." So they, I mean, they're they're a decent team and, and they they're favored by five and a half. I'm going with Georgia Southern over La Tech because La Tech I I haven't seen them honestly. I haven't watched the game that they've played in, and Georgia Southern has. It is moving in the right direction, in my, okay. my opinion. I am also going with Georgia Southern. Mainly because watching back their game against Army, only losing by one point after the, the battle that they had, I think Georgia Southern is going to bring that same fire and take care of Louisiana. Uh, Dom took notes, by the way, like actual physical notes. <laughs> on I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, gonna, I'm a math major. I have to write shit down, okay? Nico, um, why, why don't you go next? I'll go with Georgia Southern as well. I mean, I like, like I said, you I guys are agreeing. I'll be honest, I haven't seen either of these teams play, and I, I do remember Georgia Southern's upset last year, and yeah. for that reason, I'm going to go Georgia Southern because I mean, I'm not positive, but I feel like that's a program where team where players usually would stick around for more than one year. Definitely. Um, so I think maybe, so I'm taking Georgia Southern for that reason. Uh, I'm going to agree with the table. Georgia Southern. Pretty I like sweet. Georgia. I like Georgia Southern. Um, that's. A, Dangerous pick for me because you three picked him. Um, but they're a five and a half point favorite. Um, Dom convinced me on Army losing the 28-27. Look, the last three game, last five games they played, lost against App State. They beat FAU's in a bowl. Yep. Uh, they lost to Georgia State by six points. Lost to Army by a point, and then they beat Texas State. It's gonna be a shootout. Um, I know it's in the it's in the Superdome, um, but I, I like the, I like the Southern Eagles in this one. Uh, real quick, most famous alumni from Louisiana Tech. Anybody? Or I guess there's two. Terry Bradshaw played oh. quarterback for them, but also the old guy in Duck Dynasty. Uh, Terry Bradshaw was his backup for two oh, years. No Louisiana way. Tech. Yep. I That's, do remember yeah, that dude played that, quarterback. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know it was Louisiana Tech. I thought it was somewhere else. No, Louisiana Tech. He wanted to go to LSU, but LSU was oh, too far away from home or something like that. So Terry Bradshaw, four-time Super Bowl champion, Terry Bradshaw. Wow. Not not how everybody who's watching on the internet knows him. It's he, probably the Bradshaw. Bunch. He was a badass back in the <laughs> '70s. He's one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. But now he's a big, big fat goof. He was the. He's the. He's the most famous alumni from them. Next game, the Montgomery Bowl, Memphis and, and Florida Atlantic. Memphis, hey, hey Nico, Paxton Lynch, Memphis. God, so. Paxton Lynch, Memphis. Man, let's talk about good things about Memphis. Penny Hardaway is a basketball coach over there. there so that, that's good. James, James Wiseman. James Wiseman, yeah. Right. Mike Miller was the assistant coach. That, that's, that brings back They've won a conference championship recently. This is football, not, not basketball. They have won a conference championship in football in the past couple of years and, in the, the AAC. Very good. It's true. They uh, they had their old coach, uh, Norvell, went to Florida State from yeah. Memphis. Good program. Uh, and Florida Atlantic is now Lane Kiffin-less. Yeah. It's, I, I don't like Florida Atlantic in this matchup. I'm going Memphis because I, I'm not sure of who the head coach is anymore. 
Uh, and I know by Dom's reaction, he's going Memphis too. So I'll, I'll save the trouble there. Let's see if we split the table, or let's see if we have a little bit of, of coherence on this one. Um, I'm going to go with Memphis. Uh, the guy, quarterback White, last name, um, 28 touchdowns, 9 picks on the year, over 3,000 yards yep. passing. Um, Memphis has won, again, um, I'm going on re- recent uh, history here. They've won five, four last five um, with loss against Tulane, who's in the bowl. Um, they have you know some good wins over Houston, who I know is in, I mean everybody's in a bowl this year. Everybody's um, in a bowl, but Memphis has been well, in, in the post yeah, seven and three this year. Yeah. Um, at eight point favorite, I'm rolling with them. I, I think this is I think this is a blowout game. I think they're going to kill them. They have a lot of good bowl history recently. They've been playing a lot of postseason. Paxton Lynch, I think he either won a bowl game but scored sixty three points in yeah. a bowl game. Uh, yeah. So they 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 know how to score. And really, postseason college football and the and the small bowls, you're looking for the 68-65 shootouts. Yeah. And I think this is what this game. Can I be. think this is a forty. 14 kind of game. Damn. Oh, by the way, Cincinnati's up 17 nothing. Interesting. Interesting. Over the pay, over the uh, Steelers. Do they not have their starting lineup? Today? I don't know. Or, Nico, uh, go ahead. Memphis full- the, or Brian Finley's the real deal there. But <sighs> I'll I'll stick with the table here. I'm not going to be on an island on this one. Like Jeremy said, uh, Memphis. I think it has more talent around them. Uh, or uh, FAU. Have I mean they have a bunch of those last chance you guys basically and that's their claim to fame and that's because Lane Kiffin was there. Um, I'm 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 gonna go Memphis here too. FAU is not the program and Memphis is and I mean that's not saying a whole lot because no. neither of these schools are quote unquote football schools. So I mean either way I'm gonna go Memphis here too. Memphis is getting there. That's that's what I'll leave you with. Memphis is moving in the right direction and Florida Atlantic I think until they find a, a coach to take over for Lane Kiffin that'll really lead them. They might be struggling for a little bit. Next game. Uh, on Christmas Eve, the New Mexico Bowl, the only game, Hawaii, is taking on Houston in the New Mexico Bowl. I'm going with Hawaii. Uh, I, I think the Rainbow Warriors are going to be up to play in a bowl game. They normally don't get to play in one. And this Ooh, this could be, be a hot pick there. Uh, I mean, yeah. So I mean, Houston, Houston's favored day? by 13. College game day super dog pick? Is that going to be your super dog pick? That'll be my super dog pick. I think Hawaii is going to be up to play in this bowl game. And I think uh, Houston... Houston is probably more talented, but they're not that much more talented than Hawaii. All right. The only thing holding Hawaii back is that they have to have a minimum amount of players from the island. Other than that, they they would be they'd be a hell of a destination because you can get the best players in the country. Hey, you want to go to school for four years on the island? Hey, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go <laughs> live on the island, bro. Hawaii, oh, isn't Hawaii basically like a quarterback factory? Tagovailoa, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, they just don't I go. Mean, they just don't go to the University of Hawaii. University, yeah. <laughs> they just don't there, stay in. This, uh, Gabriel or uh, yeah, Gabriel's in Mari- Mariota. Yeah, Mariota. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're they're quarterback you over there. Oh, Ma- Jeremiah Masoli. Wasn't he Hawaiian? Timmy Chang, uh, Jeremy, uh, what was what was the guy? Uh, or no, Colt Brennan, Hawaii quarterback, a long yeah. time ago. There you go. Yeah, uh, I'm going Hawaii. Uh, I'll see where the rest of the table lands. I might be the only one on this one. Dom, you want to go next? I'm also going Hawaii. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. The brothers are going with the yeah. upset. Super Number dog bad. brothers over here. Apparently, uh, the two of us share the same brain, or we're always on the same frequency. However you want to look at it, but yeah, I completely agree. I think Hawaii. Is going to be up for this game, and I think Hawaii is going to end up beating Houston. So, um, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Houston. Houston is a 13 point favorite again. I'm going to go with the travel factor again on this. Um, I think that Houston is they um, uh, lost three of the last five. Um, they're 18 point favorites. Their quarterback Tune has 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 1800 yards. I mean, Cordero for Hawaii's got basically the same stats. Um, closer game than I think. I, I thirteen is not going to be. I think it's, I would bet plus thirteen. Take thirteen, line. yeah. Um, but I still think Houston pulls it out. 
I'm going to side with Jeremy here too. Um, I think the one the one factor people are forgetting is, let's be honest here, do we really think anyone on the Hawaii team has ever been to the state of New Mexico? <laughs> They're playing it in Texas, by the way. The New Mexico game is being played in Frisco, Texas. Yep. Okay, either way, I don't think many of them have been to the state of Texas. Uh, no, they, they definitely, this is the longest travel for anybody on Hawaii. So I, I'm still going to pick Houston just because of that jet lag. And I mean, it's. Do we want to talk about the last time Houston was in a bowl game? When, when was that? Uh, two years ago, and they got beat by Army 70 to 14. Jesus Christ. So, well, well, I'm saying things change around. We'll split the table again. Oh, boy. I can't I can't go based off of that last performance in, in the postseason. Next game on Christmas Day, the Camellia Bowl. This is a hell of a game right here. Marshall versus Buffalo is going to be a good one. Buffalo, the Maction runner-up, got upset by Ball State in the championship game. Uh, I know Beyond the Press Box is super happy about that, so shout out to those guys. If you're listening on the network, they played directly before us. Uh I'm going, in this one, Marshall. I think Buffalo, their offense has been putting up insane numbers, especially in the running game. They're, they're running back, uh, one second, I'll be able to pull, pull up his name. Patterson. Patterson, 1,000 yards yeah, in Patterson. six games is fucking insane. That is, that's one of the most un- insane college football seasons I can remember for a long time. I was hesitant on this one because the last time I was, I was looking at Marshall, they were undefeated and they went into a game that they should have won and lost. Uh, that was... The, the Rice game, they got blown out or shut out 20 to nothing against Rice, and they were on the way to being in the conference championship in the CUSA. So I'm a little bit hesitant, but I think Marshall is better than Buffalo. Uh, and I can never really trust a MAC team because Maction is Maction for a reason. It's because it's the weirdest football that anybody, like Barstool had a prop bet that there was going to be 13, over under 13 missed or muffed kicks. In the first week of action, and it hit over by like five. Oh my god! So the action, it's fun, but it's not great football. Marshall, <laughs> at least you know the, the thundering herd still plays football. So I'm going Marshall in that one. Dom, keep going. Are you gonna stick with your brother on this trend? I'm not. I'm one? going Buffalo. Okay. Uh, and it's because of their running backs production. A thousand, like you said, a thousand yards in six games is incredible. Nineteen touchdowns. Nineteen touchdowns. Nineteen touchdowns. That's also insane. But I also think that just this one could end up being one of those shootouts that we're looking for anyways. But I think with the clock management and being able to run the football basically at will is what I'm projecting. I think Buffalo's going to pull this one out. That's a good pick. I'm with you, Dom. I'm with you on Buffalo. Uh, I think Buffalo's going to be heck of a heck of a I mean, the running back. What, uh, what's his name? Patterson? Jared Patterson. 1,000-yard uh, rusher. He has um, 19 touchdowns on the year. Um, he also set the single game touchdown with an eight, seven yeah. or eight touchdowns in one game. That's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was like two weeks before the conference championship. Yeah. I remember that. Um, Buffalo three and a half point favorite over under fifty three and a half. I think if the under is going to hit, I think Buffalo is going to control the game, control the clock, run the football. Um, pretty sound team. Yes, Jimmy. I know it's the action, um, but bowl games are just different. They just have a different feel to them. Um, they have been putting up insane numbers. Listen to this. Last four games Buffalo's played. They've won 56-7, 70-41, 42-17, 42-10. Yeah. They are tough. Um, the Ball State game, I think, was just a little speed bump for them. But uh, I'm, rolling, I'm rolling with the Buffalo. I'm, I'm going to go with Dom and Jeremy here. J- Jimmy, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be the, the island. island. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to disagree, though, Jeremy. I think it 
hammers the over. I think that, yeah. I think we're gonna see a game where it's gonna be like sixty to seventy or something stupid the, like that. The seventy to fourteen game was the one where Patterson had eight touchdowns. So yeah, he scored. So, he's the reason why it was seventy to fourteen or so, seventy so, to forty. Yeah, something. so I think we may see something like that. If I'm being honest, I think the over pounds. The seventy five would be a good over under for this game. Yeah, if, if I'm being honest, I think that'd be more likely, <laughs> but. I like I like Dom and Jerry. We said I'm not going to be a dead horse. Their running game is going to be way too much for Marshall. Marshall, yeah, they 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 probably are more structured because it's the MAC and Buffalo will just win stupid games. But like I said, I think this is going to be a stupid game where there's going to be no defense played. So for that matter, I'm going to go Buffalo. I think it's the best matchup up until this point. Um, we'll, we're we're going to take a quick break here uh, and double check everything is going smoothly. But this is one of the best matchups of the early bowl season. Uh, but with that, we'll take a break. We'll be right back after you hear a little bit about Fanatics and maybe Fubo TV as our new partnership with the Unhinged Sports Network. What is up, bench warmers of the Unhinged Sports Network? Jimmy Pilato, one half of the Far End of the Bench podcast, all the way over here in Denver. And you know what? The weather is starting to turn cold. It's starting to snow. You know what that means. Christmas is right around the corner. I know us sports fans, they love our lucky jerseys, lucky shirts, anything like that. Well, why not get something that can add to that special sports fan in your life and and give them something, the gift that can keep on giving year in and year out and help out a small upstart podcasting network uh, while you're at it. The Unhinged Sports Network has recently entered a partnership with Fanatics, and that means if you use the link in our bio, that's at FEOTBpod on Instagram and Twitter, the Fanatics link in our bio will then take you to the site. There's great deals on there every single day. They just had a 70% off Cyber Monday deal. I know they're going to continue to do more promo codes, but go through that link to the Fanatics website. Buy whatever you were going to buy. They have everything from soccer all the way through to probably Division II college basketball, if, if that's what you're looking for. They have everything that you need at Fanatics for any sport, anytime, anywhere. Go ahead, support the Unhinged Sports Network by shopping through that link and make somebody's Christmas a little bit merrier. Thanks, guys. Well, now you just heard from one of our good sponsors at the Unhinged Sports Network. Use the links in our bio. You'll hear about it by the time this episode comes out. Fubo TV. Is our new partnership with the network. We also have Fanatics still. Can't get it by Christmas, but you can still buy whatever sweet jersey. The they're really pushing hard. The um, what's the new the city jerseys, the NBA city the NBA jerseys. City jerseys. You can buy all those there. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure the re- throwback retros will be on there soon for the NHL. Yeah, um, I'm not sure they're. They they're have not- some youth sizes, but they ha- don't have the full stock. They'll get the full stock. Yeah, they'll get the full stock soon, so you can get all that good stuff there. Anything that you use our links, like buy through our links, goes to the Unhinged Sports Network, and that'll go to everybody on the network to build up their equipment and maybe a studio space and maybe just, you know. It'll make our lives a lot easier. Just basically. produce better content for everybody else. Let's let's continue rolling with the, the pick'em. We left off at the Camellia Bowl on Christmas Day. Now, next game, FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. Liberty and number 12, Coastal Carolina. Liberty, if you weren't paying attention towards the beginning of the season, they were ranked in the top 15, I think, at one point. Uh, had one game that they lost, but they were putting up great numbers early on in the season and scoring a lot of points against uh, – you, you can say you know, they weren't playing the best teams, but they beat Virginia Tech, who's in the ACC, uh, and now they're, they're, they lost by one in North Carolina State. And Coastal Carolina, I think – they're probably my the most emotional team that I feel towards this bowl season with their midget offensive line and, and the five foot nine center. 
and thank thank you for punching BYU in the mouth and showing them that they aren't actually tough. Just because you're serving Coke on your campus now does not make you tough. Just because you can have caffeine and hold your girlfriend's hand in the quad, you know, that doesn't make you a great football team. But Coastal Carolina has been one of the better stories so far. They're six six and a half point favorite. I'm picking Coastal Carolina. Um, and I don't – I think this is going to be one of those other games. Like we talked about with whole, uh, Marshall and Buffalo, this could be one of the better games before we get to the, the final – college football final and, and the semifinal matchups. So I'm going Coastal Carolina. And, again, I'm, I'm going with Coastal Carolina as well. Uh, basically just echoing everything that Jimmy said, I think this one could definitely be one of those shootouts that we see. And, honestly, even if it's not, it's going to be – even if, you know, it's not a huge score game or anything like that, it's going to be a good game either way, so – Here's my super dog. Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Um, I like Liberty. I thought they were I thought they were um, I think they're a better team than the Chanticleers. Is that what that's that's the, the, okay, I was I was waiting for somebody to yeah. say the, the mascot because I couldn't think yeah, of the name. The Chanticleers. Um, Liberty, the NC State game, I watched that game. That was a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just Coastal Carolina, just for me, dirty team. I and I know it's gonna piss off Jimmy, and I know it's gonna piss off Dom. They, dirty team. Hey, whatever. You know what? They need that edge. That's they uh, gotta be dirty because yeah, they don't got yeah, any talent. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, but you know, I think this is where the shot to clears um, hit the roadblock. I think Liberty. They got a great coach and Hugh, Hugh Freeze, old Ole Miss coach. Um, they're a six and a half point dog. This is ring that ring that bell. This is my super dog. Damn. Yeah, Jeremy. Welcome to your island, buddy. Because I'm going Coastal Carolina too here. I mean, I, I mean. Coast Carolina, they've been a fun team to watch. I mean, they're a good story. They, one of the people that got me into Coast Carolina was Pat McAfee because yep. on his hammer down, he always picks Coast Carolina <laughs> because they're the I teal mean, turf. They're dogs and the, the teal game turf. today was on the teal turf too. Yeah, all that teal turf and all those mullets that they have and on the defensive side, man, what a fun <laughs> story. I'm picking Coast Carolina for that reason too. So fun stats to kind of throw out there for the for the listeners. Um, McCall, the uh, quarterback for Coast Carolina. 2,100 yards this year, 23 touchdowns, two interceptions. That's pretty damn good. They're running yep. back Maribel, Marble or whatever. Maribel. Maribel, 844 yards, 12 touchdowns. They're a tough team, but I'm rolling with the Flames. You're sitting with three guys who when we played, we played right on the edge of what was legal and what wasn't legal. <laughs> so I think that's where you're missing out on the Coastal Carolina being dirty. We don't care. I love Dennis Rodman in the 90s. Give me an elbow. Give me yeah. a Ron Artest back. Bombs fighting after every play. It was, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Hey, they're a fun team to watch. Whether you like it or not, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, next game for that Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, South Carolina mm. University of Alabama Birmingham, the Trailblazers. I know Dom's very familiar with them because if you played the old NCAA games, he liked the dragon on the side of the helmet. He would yeah, play with. I'd be Oregon. Yeah. He'd be UAB. Granted, <laughs> I was eight years old at the time. I didn't care about the stats or who who was good on the team or anything like that. I saw the dragon and I liked it. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna start, and it's interesting saying this because UAB ju- is recently coming back after reviving their program. They cut their program. And then they revived it a few Did years ago. Did they go undefeated maybe like a year ago? Yeah, I think they went undefeated the year after they brought it back. They, yeah. they, they, the video of the athletic director coming in and telling the football team, hey, we're cutting your guys' program. Um, and then all, all the, just the visceral reaction. And then to see where they, they got it when they brought it back and they proved that they, they do belong on campus and they're a good program. I think that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. And South Carolina is the worst SEC team of the season. They, they are absolute – Vanderbilt? 
Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, we should have those two teams play and see who's <laughs> the worst team in the conference, but South Carolina is not good this year. I'm going Alabama-Birmingham. Go, give me the Trailblazers, and, and I think that it's big. I think this is going to be one of those times where we see a group of five team dominate a power five team. First off, before I tell my pick, shout-out Ken Seals, quarterback at Vanderbilt. Uh, he was one of my buddies. But I'm also going with uh, UAB as well. Um, I really don't have a reason, honestly. <laughs> this is one of those games where I'm just kind of like, fuck it, and picking the team. Were you, so. a, lo- were you a Game of Thrones fan or Mother of Dragons fan? You can, you can claim Khaleesi for this one. Because it's, it's the Trailblazers that are dragging. I'm a nerd, but I'm not that big of a nerd. So, disrespect. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with you guys in this one. I think it's I think it's the Blazers here. Um, I, they you know they had the last five games they played. Um, they've won three. Do you like them at six and a half? Um, uh, yeah, I do like them at six and a half. Um, to answer to repeat your what you're saying, Jimmy. Um, the Vanderbilt got beat by South Carolina 41-7. So, Vanderbilt's by far the worst. Okay, player. yeah. But, but that, I'm not, look, I'm not giving South Carolina any credit. No. They, they fired their coach this year in uh, Muschamp. Yep. He got fired. Um, and I, I just like UAB. I, li- I like where their program's headed. Um, they play they played some good opponents. Um, and I really like um, kind of what, where this is headed. And it's in the Gasparilla. Gasparilla oh, Gasparilla. In, in uh, Tampa. So, uh, I'm rolling with the Blazers on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with the table here. I'm going UAB too because I like the story. Um, it's it's them that program. I remember seeing that video from a few years back how they had to cut the program and ever. I mean it was it was a tearjerker and now they're back and like you said they had the undefeated season. I love the good story. And like I said, South Carolina they haven't been relevant. They haven't been relevant in any sport besides basketball a few the, years back. The so weird thing is, is, like going back to 2013 and Davian Clowney, they were perennial top 15 team yeah. before then. Uh, Spurrier was the head coach. Like, it's not that far off that South Carolina was one of those SEC teams that could beat anybody else in the country. But they are a far cry from whatever they were. Oh yeah. Uh, I like their. I think it's the same quarterback still. Uh, actually, it's not. But they they had a quarterback who um, who had a pretty good story. But big softies here sitting at the table. We go for the story more than I, I really go for anything else. Uh, Nico's had a couple of those We're not very logical with our picks sometimes. Sometimes we're the emotional That's the picks. Italian in us. We just, we gotta go with a heart. You broke my heart. Don't, don't, don't come back at me again. Uh, the next one for that day, the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl. Louisiana University, the, the Raging Cajuns, number 19 in the country, Texas, San Antonio, the Roadrunners. Uh, UL's favored by 13 in this game. I'm going... With the raging, yeah, I'm going with the raging Cajuns. Um, uh, UT San Antonio doesn't play anybody during their regular season. At least Louisiana, they're they're nine and one, and they their one loss is to Coastal Carolina, who we already talked about how good they are, and they look pretty dominant in the rest of their their season. They beat Appalachian State, who just won a bowl game earlier today, 24-21. So I'm going with the raging Cajuns in this one. I am also going with the raging Cajuns in this one, just based off of the same. Principle that uh, San Antonio just doesn't play anybody during the regular season. So I think Louisiana is just going to uh, wipe the floor with San Antonio. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with both of you guys. Uh, Louisiana, 9-1 in the year. Great year beating Appalachian State at Appalachian State. That was a good win. Um, and, I, and I think their quarterback, uh, Lewis, 17 touchdowns, uh, 7 picks, and uh, 2,100 yards throwing on the year. Um, I, I just I like the way that they're headed. I think Louisiana had a great year. They had a huge win at the beginning of the year against uh, Iowa State, who yeah. was in the uh, Big, Big 12. 12 championship game. They lost to the Chanticleers by three. 
Um, so tough team. I think that they are going to blow the doors off of U- University of Texas San Antonio. Um, they're a thirteen point dog. I would hammer Louisiana on this one. I mean, this is the best named uh, t- again, like best named bull. I think you could have the Raging Cajuns versus the Roadrunners. <laughs> you do not see that yeah. very often. Call like, it back, me. I bet you the Raging Cajuns know a thing or two about catching a Roadrunner. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> love it. So I mean, it's it's a fun one. You ha- it's called the first responder bull. Um, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the table here. Like I said, Louisiana University has shown me more this year than. Texas San Antonio has. Um, there's a reason why they're they they've gotten some respect and they're ranked number 19. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to Louisiana as well. Their offense is sneaky explosive. They can score points very quickly. So that's another thing to consider. Uh, over under 57 and a half in that one. I, I would take the favorite and I could possibly see the over hitting just because uh, Louisiana is going to score a lot of points. I don't know I don't know about their defense, but uh, their offense can score. Next one, the last game of the day. On the 26th, Lending Tree Bowl, Western Kentucky, and Georgia State. Uh, I don't know much about either team. I went with Georgia State. Just basically, if I had a coin at my desk today when I was filling this out, I would have flipped it and chose based off of that. Um, but I, I'm going Georgia State to beat Western Kentucky. That's that's really all I have for that one. Uh, for this one, I'm actually going with Western Kentucky over Georgia State. Uh, mainly because I looked at, back at Georgia State's schedule and the two ranked teams that I saw them play – which were uh, Coastal and Lafayette, they lost big to both of them. So really, the in my opinion, the two teams that actually gave that should have been good competition, they didn't show up for. So I'm going with Western Kentucky. Um, Dom, good pick. I'm going to go with Western Kentucky as well. Um, I think that they have, looks like they have their uh, quarterback, uh, Pigromi, Pigro- I think is his name. Um, 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns, no interceptions on the year. Um, so that was that was a pretty interesting stat there, but um, I, I like the Hilltoppers in this one. The Hilltopper, that's a funny name. Yeah. Um, the Lending Tree Bowl, yeah, going with Western Kentucky. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Dom and Jeremy here, Western Kentucky. Like I said, um, Georgia State as I mean they're not they're I mean neither this is not a game that that's these two teams are are you, loving you everybody gets in a bowl game. Yeah, this it, year. It's, yeah, it's a feel good game honestly between the two. Um, but based upon like like Jeremy said, the stats of the quarterback has been pretty impressive, and I don't expect Georgia State to be able to slow him down that much more. So I'm gonna go West Kentucky as well. I think if I'm not mistaken, Georgia State runs a triple option offense, which could be an X factor because uh, college defense. You, you don't a clock if you want like, a triple yeah. option. You don't have a ton of time to prepare against all the different combinations yeah, of ways they can run at you. Yeah, especially so with triple offense. Gap yeah, especially with triple option offense, you hammer the under. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. well, yeah, you're not going to have enough time to get the over. 51 and a half is... <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, seriously. Yeah. But going back, yeah. I mean, yeah, the triple option is hard to... Based off of all the different combinations and stuff that can happen, but as long as you stay gap sound and keep contained, you're fine. I might be completely wrong. It might be Georgia, uh, Georgia, it's Georgia Tech. Southern that uh, that runs the Georgia Tech used to, but they don't do it anymore. Georgia Southern might be the other team that runs the triple option, but either way, like I said, no, don't know any either team. I'm still gonna watch because I watch all the bowl games, but who knows? Uh, next game that we're talking about the Cheese It Bowl. We have the good games now. We well, have, well, the well, best the, games. The, the Cheese know more. Yeah. The ones you'll know more about. Yeah. The, the Cheese It Bowl. The last few years has been notorious for being the worst bowl game. I that was last year. Air Force, Air Force, Washington State. That was it. That Mr. was a good Chuck. one. Mm-hmm. Two yeah, years ago, though, when it was Texas. T- 
TCU and Oregon. Oregon. Oh my it God. was absolutely awful. Neither quarterback threw a completion, I think, in the yeah. first half. There was some stupid stat like that. The Cheez-It Bowl is notorious for being uh, it's something weird is going to happen. But Oklahoma State-Miami, I think this was a lot easier game to pick than people were probably giving it credit for. Oklahoma State's a two-point favorite. I don't understand that. Miami, they have Derek King, who... If he would have, if the team would have been a little bit more successful, we could have been talking about him in the Heisman race. I, I gave him a Heisman moment against uh, it was NC State, where I almost got that big, big upset in that one. I, I jinxed myself. I do that a lot. I almost did it again this weekend, but as you see, Nico's in the in the Jets jersey. So I was he ended up pissed off. Oh my gosh! Wait, calm down, calm down. It's my show. It, you're it's the our guest. show. I, it's our show. It's our show. You're the guest. Don't disrespect me in my house. Don't it's disrespect, not your house. Don't disrespect me in Nico's house. Uh, I'm going Miami. I think you know, Oklahoma State. If, if we're going back to the emotional picker in me, they've screwed me over a couple times, and they screwed over the Big Twelve as a conference because they were the last team with a chance to make it into the playoff when they were undefeated. Uh, and I, I talked about it when I was on Air Raid Attack. They're just little brothers at this point. If you want to talk about a team who doesn't know how to win big games, it's Oklahoma State. I'm going Hurricanes, uh, and I don't know why o- Oklahoma State's favored. That, that makes no sense. I'm actually going with Oklahoma State, and partially because, yeah, they were projected as the favorite, even though it's only by two points, but also because I feel like Oklahoma State does have that little brother mentality, and as we have seen with our little brother's team, but also teams that have just been beaten up on for years and years, once they get into gear and once they decide that they want to play and, 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 they're, and they're pissed off that they've been beaten up so long, they're going to they're gonna take that out on everybody else. So I think that's what's going to end up happening here, Oklahoma State over Miami. Let me give you the lock of the century. This is the lock of the century. Oklahoma State is the lock of the century here. My dad went to Miami. Oh, to man, you're not going to be able to wait, go wait, home. Wait, wait. Hang hang on, on, you're on, not going to be able to show face in your house. Your dad's going to kick you out. My dad is an alum of the U. Oh, man. Is, I remember okay. how, how excited he was when we went to Miami. I remember. He, he, when he told when I walked out the door tonight right before I came here, he said, pick Oklahoma State. Here's why. Okay? Since 2008 to 2019, the Hurricanes have won one bowl game, and that was against West Virginia in the Russell Athletic Bowl in 2016. They got here's here's something even better. They got shut out by Louisiana Tech in Independence Bowl, fourteen yep. nothing. This is the lock of locks. Miami doesn't show up for bowl games. I know this for a fact. You know what? The line is minus is two for uh, Oklahoma State, two point favorite. Should be twenty. Miami won't show up. They're gonna get killed. This is Oklahoma State all day. Damn, I am very, very surprised, if yeah. I'm being honest with you, because I don't know how your dad's letting you back in the house. Where <laughs> it's, his, it's his dad's pick. Picking yeah. Oklahoma State. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to U. I'm picking the U, man. I, I, Like I said, Derek King showed me a lot. Oklahoma State showed me. I mean, we were talking about them in the playoff not too long they ago. They should have been, yeah. And they just completely shit the bed the last few games. Against Oklahoma and um, then Texas. And, and we, we, that's that. that Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas State. <laughs> Kansas State. Keep going on and on, Jimmy. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick the U. I, I can't believe this isn't an island pick, if I'm being honest, because I thought you would have gone Oklahoma State, Jimmy. But, I, I was thinking um, about it, but I don't trust Mike Gundy. Just like your dad doesn't thinking. trust. Just like your dad doesn't trust Miami in the bowl games right now, I don't trust Mike Gundy. Um, I think the mullet needs to go. Are you sure? You, are you sure you're not going to switch your pick? I mean, my, I'm telling you right now. Here's a forewarning, folks. Hammer, and I mean hammer, oh, Oklahoma man. State. It's not even oh, be close. Man. Mine doesn't show up in bowl games. I know this because I've seen it for years and years. I want to believe that, that. 
it's not gonna happen. I want to yeah, believe that Derek. So, jinx both of us. Mm-hmm. I want to believe that Derek King can can bring. I think one of the best programs in college football back to where it should be because Miami needs to be good again. I agree. With Miami you. needs to be good again. And I, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that one. Next one. I think the last time these two teams played, especially in the postseason, Texas and Colorado, it was when Vince Young put like 80 on the Buffaloes and uh, Joel Klatt, who was the quarterback at the time, got knocked out of the game. And I see this game kind of going a similar way. I, I'm picking Texas. Congrats to you. You guys had a great season. Shout out Dimitri. Shout out John. I know that I probably I know that probably pissed you guys all off, but I, I don't see a way that Texas loses this game. Um, but CU has has impressed me, and after what Mel Tucker did to him last season, this is a good bounce back season for the Buffaloes. Whether or not they were going to be bowl eligible in a regular year, who who's to say? But they're bowl eligible now, and I I think it's a good story there. But that's where it's going to end. I think Ellinger is going to leave Texas in his last game in the burnt orange. He's he's going to want to leave that program in a, in a good place. With three, I think it would be his third bowl win as the starting quarterback. Yeah. So it would be it would be a good story ending for him. I'm gonna go with CU on this one, uh, partially because you know it's hometown. I'd love to see the hometown team end up with a win, especially in this big of a bowl game. But also, I'm gonna make. Well, it's the Valero Alamo Bowl. I forgot to say that, by the way. It is the Valero <laughs> Alamo Bowl, but I'm also gonna make one of my buddies at school very happy. Horns down. You know, you can never pick Texas, especially with that Oklahoma boy. Anyways. That's a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> um, uh, Dom, not so fast, my friend. Uh, Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. He hasn't played anybody this year. Um, and when they played Utah this past weekend, or was it, yeah, two, last week, um, they got mollywhopped by Utah. That was a, I mean, Swiss cheese defense there. And, and, and no, no offense to see you at all. Um, and, and, look, they should have been in the Pac-12 title game, I think. I mean, yeah, that was complete probably. BS. Um, but that being said, um, Texas is too tough. They have too much experience, especially um, with Ellinger at quarterback. Um, they have been they were rolling up until uh, the Iowa State game, in which they should have won. They had so many penalties. They're an eleven half point favorite. I'm rolling with Texas. Hook them. Damn man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with uh, Jeremy and Jimmy in here. I'm gonna go Texas as well. Oh. This one hurts. Oh. This one hurts a lot. But I am gonna say, how are one, you gonna be let let back into your house? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't friend, think Reggie's gonna let you visit. Yeah, Reggie, 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 and Preston will be very happy about that. But I'm gonna go Texas here. Um, like like I said, Sam Ellinger has the talent, and he he could. I mean, he could be a quarterback sleeper in next year's draft. Who knows? But. If, if you want to talk about great stories too, he's got. He's got one of the best. His dad was a lifelong Texas fan, and I think when he was four years old, he looked at his dad and said he was going to be the quarterback at the Longhorns, and his dad unfortunately wasn't able to live long enough to see it, but it's yeah, a fulfilled process. Yeah, for that reason, it's, it's a good story. I think he finished his career out with a W. However, I am going to say there will be a player prop. I am going to say I don't know what the odds on this are, but Demetrius Stanley is going to score a touchdown. Take the odds on that. Me, prove me right and make me some money. You guys are going <laughs> to lose, but you're going to score a TD, so win me some money. There you go. Go get it, meat. Go get the fucking touchdown. <laughs> Nico needs the money. He just lost out on 200 bucks with the Jets. Uh, still pissing me off. <laughs> All right. Moving on. The next game, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Wake Forest, Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin. Uh, Sam, uh, Sam, well, Sam Hartman. Shout out Sam Hartman. He was also on QB1 in the Netflix yeah, series. Uh, I liked him when he was on there, but Wisconsin's quarterback, and I'll, I'll look up his name real quick because if Mertz, they – Mertz. Yeah, Mertz. If they would have played more games and didn't lose, to, lose three of their games – they were in the running, like they were the team that could be that people were saying could compete with Ohio State coming out of the west side of the Big Ten. They were that team looked at at the beginning of the year, didn't work out that way, and they ended up losing to Indiana to I think 
Indiana, if you wanted to go, they're the second best team in the conference overall this year. But Wisconsin's very talented, uh, and they're able to do it with a quarterback instead of a running back, which is the first time that they've been able to say that for a long time. I'm going Wisconsin over Wake Forest. Uh, I like the big. I trust the Big Ten more than ACC. I'll be honest with you. I don't really have a, a stake in this game. I just picked Wake Forest to shake it up a little bit, and because I did watch that QB one series on Netflix, I like Sam. I like Sam Harton, Hartman. Um, You're so going with the Demon Deacons. I'm going with. I'm going with yeah, college bowl season is the best just because of the mascots, the Demon Deacons, <laughs> the Demon Deacons, and the Badgers. This, this game. Um, Dom, good pick. I'm with you. I'm with you on Wake Forest. Sam Hartman, 1,900 yards, 10 touchdowns, one pick. Wisconsin's horrible, and I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be honest with you. This is not the Wisconsin team of old. They in their last five games, they've scored 27, six, seven, and 49 against Michigan. But who? That was after having three weeks off in the middle of the season with COVID. They can't throw. They can't throw the ball. They and if they can't run the ball, they're going to be stuck. Look, it's going to be a good game. This is. Uh, I think Wake Forest has got a good, complete team. I think they can spread you out. I think they can throw over you. Mertz is not a good quarterback. I think he's overrated. Um, that's just me. Um, I watched him against Indiana, and he looked horrible. I, again, Indiana makes it's all the quarterbacks. Tom horrible. Allen, yeah, it's Tom but, Allen's defense. But, I wouldn't put too much stock in that. But um, I, I just I watched I watched against Iowa. They couldn't move the ball. Um, they have the, they can't move the ball this year. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the running game. They have a freshman running back who's unbelievable. I think his name is uh, yeah Beal or no no, no Berger Berger. Berger. Yeah. Uh, he he was actually pretty good for against IU, but um, yeah, th- this is a no brainer for me. I think it's Wake Forest by a mile. Dude, I mean, I know you hate Wisconsin. I, don't I, hate Wisconsin. I mean, you're you're just not a fan of them. Yeah. But I don't hate strongly I, this. I, I, I strongly the Big Ten. I root for the Big Ten. For, I mean, for the reason I'm I'm gonna pick Wisconsin here with Jimmy. Um, Wisconsin. What if this game is close? I'm gonna guarantee Wisconsin wins this game because they yeah, they have the, the they have the, they played against the talent that Wake Forest hasn't really done. Right. I mean, Wisconsin has gone to play a bunch of great talent in the Big Ten. Um, the ACC is is very top heavy. Um, Wake Forest never got to play Notre Dame. That was going to be their other big test. Um, and and they lost to Clemson and Virginia Tech, the only other two ranked teams that they're playing. Yeah, so for that reason, I'm going with Wisconsin. Uh, like, I, like I said, I think the, the factor of Wisconsin, their coaching staff and the people over there know what it takes to win. Maybe not a good bowl game, but they know how to win games yeah. against schools that they should be. And for that reason, I'm going with Wisconsin. Well, I mean, program, program history, I take into, into account program history for March Madness, too. It, it does... It's if you've been in the postseason, if your program is consistently in the postseason, it's a big X factor. And Wisconsin's been that. Wake Forest is not. Yeah. I, I think Hartman will be able to win a bowl game by the time he's done at Wake Forest, but it's too early. He's a little bit too young, a little bit too inexperienced. But both, I mean, in this game, both quarterbacks are inexperienced. So there's yeah. this is a toss up. I think it, it really is, but I think Wisconsin pulls it out. I, I will say if Wisconsin can be Wisconsin and control the clock and Wake manage, Forest, Wisconsin can beat Wake Forest. I'm saying if Wisconsin can be Wisconsin. I misheard you. That's my okay. fault. Uh, and and run the ball and manage the clock and control control the tempo of the game. Then yes, Wisconsin does take this. But I'm not I'm not going against my my pick Wake Forest. I'm just saying if things happen the way that I think that they might with Wisconsin and their running game, then yes, Wisconsin takes Wisconsin it. Wisconsin couldn't score against Cherry Creek. I'm telling you right now. Okay. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> a bold statement. that. <laughs> One of Cherry Creek's best defensive players is going to Wisconsin. Interesting. Uh, shout Al out Ashford. Al Ashford. Yeah, shout, shout out Al. Uh, all right. Now, moving on. Florida-Oklahoma. First top ten matchup of bowl season in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Gators and the Sooners. Who? who, who I'll, I, I, I'll start because I've been starting. I'm going Oklahoma. 
but I am not sure. I'm going Oklahoma mainly because of Lincoln Riley. I trust Lincoln Riley more than I trust Florida's coaching staff. Um, and Oklahoma, if they're not in the playoff, they do pretty well in the postseason. So I'm putting my faith in Spencer Rattler. I'm probably going to regret that, but I'm going Sooners in this one. I am going Florida, partially because I hate Spencer Rattler. To me, he is way too cocky for anybody for for me to for me to get on his his train. Okay? He also pulled a Cam Newton in high school, by the way, stealing laptops. That's why he was. Oh, there. I have some fun stories. That about finally him. came I'll, out. I'll okay. that. I I didn't know what the whole story was, but I knew that he was suspended and all that different stuff. But I'm going with Florida, partially because in the SEC championship game, they only ended up losing to Alabama by six. Even though Alabama did dominate that game, the score was close, but I think Florida takes this over Oklahoma. Dom, good pick. Uh, I think Trask is going to be too much for that Oklahoma defense. Um, they also have a receiver in Tony for Florida who was unbelievable against Alabama. I mean, that guy is really dynamic. Oh, reminds, reminds me of like an old Percy Harvin. Uh, Kadarius Tony, yeah. 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 I would say, I mean... Uh, who's the guy, the West Virginia, who never really worked out in the pros, but it's similar. Yeah. Kadarius Tony, if we do, the same thing that you said with Devonta Smith, he could probably score anytime he has yeah. the ball in his hands. He dynamic player. Um, I, look, I think the Florida game against LSU was a fluke. Um, whoever threw the shoe was an idiot. Um, but that, now we'll, we won't get into that. But um, look, Oklahoma's a good team. Um, I just don't think they've seen the speed um, that, that Florida has. I think Florida is a very quick team. And honestly, if if they you know Florida doesn't lose LSU, you know we're arguing we're arguing why A and M Florida are not in the playoff. Yeah. Like Florida's a damn good football team. They have a great head coach and Dan Mullen. Don't get me wrong, Oklahoma is a great program. Also, both are you know heavyweights here in the college football. But I just like Kyle Trask. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kyle Trask here too in Florida. I mean, going back to on the Spencer Rattler thing, I got a chance to see him um, in high school because he did go to school down there in Arizona, and yep. he went to one of the bigger schools and Pinnacle. Yeah, Pinnacle. And a couple of my friends and I went to a game, and he uh, he had some other problems with uh, banging his girlfriend in the, one of the classrooms. So there was another thing that you didn't know about that I knew from. Is that why he sources. got suspended? I thought. Wait, hold up. He they, got suspended. They were denying that in, in the oh, show. Oh no, they weren't denying. Oh, I I thought something like that. Oh, trust happened. me. There was the same school. Oh, it was the same school. Nico Mania went to went to. He was one of the top uh, recruits out of Arizona. He's now on the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Uh, he was drafted this past a uh, couple weeks ago. But um, yeah, he he's he's been a problem. And Kyle Trask, like we said, is a top is one of the best quarterbacks coming out of this draft class. Although it is Trevor Lawrence, fifty feet of crap, and everyone else. But he is one of the best quarterbacks in the draft class. So for that reason, I'm gonna go um, Florida as well. And Jimmy skipped over Iowa, Mizzou. So let's let's, let's jump bad. back into My that. Bad. Let's uh, jump back into that one. Yeah, Iowa, Missouri. This is I, I still don't understand why Missouri's in the SEC. That makes no sense to me. Iowa. They, they're just consistent. They, they're always very tough. Sometimes they can p- compete for conference championships, and when they were in the conference championship last, that was a hell of a game. I believe it was – I think they played against Michigan State that year. Uh, but I, I'm going Hawkeyes-Missouri. The only good thing that they can say about themselves is that they had Drew Locke. And right now, after, yes, after Saturday, that didn't look so good. So uh, Hawkeyes big over the Tigers. Home of Michael Porter Jr. as well. Okay. I, I agree 100% with you, Jimmy. Um I, if you watched on YouTube, you saw me get excited right before I started talking, but it's because my buddy is actually on the ESPN website with some stats. Um, but I agree. I think Missouri does not, should not be in the SEC. I, I think everybody, everybody can see that, and it's no surprise um, that we're saying that, but I definitely think Iowa takes this one big over Missouri. 
I'm wrong with you guys. Roll the Big Ten, Iowa. They were dominant in just about every single Big Ten game they played. Um, they were going to. Um, they were going to be playing um, uh, Indiana in one of the games. I think it was the championship matchup, but they got canceled. So oh. Hawkeyes over big. Uh, let's go. We'll we'll jump ahead now to the. the oh my bad. My bad. Damn, man, I'm the co-host, and I'm getting shafted. <laughs> I'm not yeah, trying to. I'm weird. going Iowa too. I mean. Shout out Luke Garza, though, in Iowa basketball, because he's a stud over there. But I'm going Iowa, too. They're more established. Mizzou, get out of the SEC. All right. Now, what, I'm sorry. I apologize. But let's talk about the semifinal and final so that people listening on the Unhinged Sports Network will be able to hear that. And then it'll be cut off. So if you're listening live, go and find our recording or go watch the YouTube because we'll have the rest of the bowl games where we want to talk about these ones. So first semifinal, Alabama-Notre Dame. Uh, one versus four matchup. I'm going Bama. It's not that hard for me. I don't think that Notre Dame is going to be able to stand up to talent. They haven't seen talent like that, except for Clemson. But you know that was that was without the big X factor, and we saw what happened when Trevor Lawrence came back. So I'm picking Bama over Notre Dame uh, in that matchup for the semifinal. I am also picking Alabama over Notre Dame. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, it doesn't matter how suspect your defense might be. Talking about Alabama, if your offense can score and score again, and score again. And I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen, especially against this Notre Dame defense. Now, the only X factor would be is if Notre Dame's quarterback, I always forget Ian his book. Ian Book. Ian Book, there we go, does come and play lights out like he did against Clemson in the first game. But that's a big what if, especially when you're playing somebody like Alabama. I it, I hate to hit, pick this team, but I'm going to pick Alabama also. Um, I just think they're too much Bama. They just have their, their offense is too much. That being said, Bama's now a 19.5 point favorite. When they first came out, it was 17 and a half. I think it's a lot closer than people think. I think Notre Dame is out to prove somebody. Um, I see it by 10, but I, I don't know. I, see, I think, I, look, I, think, I think Notre Dame is going to be right there. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like a lot of people think. Well, I'm going to be the weird one. I'm saying it's a blowout because we saw what Trevor Lawrence was able to do to this Notre Dame um, defense. Are you kidding me? You really think Devontae Smith isn't going to have like four touchdowns? And do you really think Najee Harris isn't going to go off? Because they're going to have the best days of their life. And Alabama is going to steamroll Notre Dame. It did not, I told Jimmy this I, when the rankings came out, it did not matter who was at four. Because yeah. Alabama was going to beat anyone they put in front of them. And for that reason, I'm going Alabama. We were actually talking before we got here tonight that Alabama seems like they're on a mission because they haven't won a national championship since two They're trying 100%. to prove that they're still, you know, it's not the end of the dynasty. They don't want the Patriots and Alabama dynasties to end at the same time. They want to keep it going. Other <laughs> semifinal. If the Patriots and Alabama dynasty end at the same time, it might actually be the end of the world. Uh, who knows? Uh, next semifinal game, Clemson-Ohio State rematch last year. I'm going Clemson in this one. I, I think that Ohio State, last year was their best chance to beat Clemson. They matched up a lot better with them last year. Uh, this year, I think Ohio State got worse. Clemson, they're worse than they were, but Brent Venable still has that defense going in a good direction. And if it wasn't for their star quarterback getting COVID and not being able to play, I think they're undefeated and they look a lot more dominant than we probably remember them uh, over the past couple of seasons. But the ACC championship reintroduced them. So I'm going Clemson over Ohio State. Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't go, can't go against the Tigers. I'm also going with Clemson. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence has a day against Ohio State. Uh, even even if this is one of the the gunslinger things, I bet you he throws for three, four hundred yards, something like that. So yeah, I'm going Clemson over Ohio State. No shock here. I'm taking the Buckeyes. Not even close. Buckeyes win in a close game. Um, I think this is revenge season for them. 
Um, one of the things that I noticed with Ohio State, I've watched them since I was two or three, you know, I've been a fan forever. Mm-hmm. Um, when Ohio State turns from the hunted to the hunter, uh, they're not a, they're not favored in this game. They're not expected to win this game. That is when they're dangerous. I'm just going to let you know right now, They not a lot of people are picking them. And um, I will say that people are like, well, you know, Ohio State, they struggled. They will show up to this game, and I and I and I noticed this. I follow a lot of Ohio State insiders on Twitter, um, and um, I watch a lot of videos of, of uh, insiders of Ohio State. There, there's two games that <clears throat> they have on their schedule. Was Michigan obviously canceled, um, and then they were praying to get Clemson. They, I mean, who, who wants to play? Like, who wants praying to get Clemson? I mean, think about that for one yeah. second. Um, they're gonna be out for blood. Um, they're going to throw all over Clemson's defense. And they're going to contain Trevor Lawrence. They learned their lesson last week, last year, with Trevor Lawrence running the ball, which is an, a threat that he used against Notre Dame. He uses his legs more than he uses his arm. Um, so I got the Buckeyes in a close one. Um, go Bucks, and hopefully Dabo can shut up about them being eleven. I'm going to go exactly with Jeremy. Like I said, I think Ohio State is going to take that what Dabo Sweeney said and take that. Put it F- everywhere. Man. Put it everywhere. Yeah. Post that yeah. picture everywhere. Dallas Sweeney doesn't think you're a top ten school. Prove him wrong yeah. and why he's a he he's got lucky that he got Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, and all those studs. And for that reason, I'm going to Ohio State. I think it's a perfect game. I think Ohio State gets back on track. Yes, sir. Um, Justin Fields. He's he's going to be a jet, unfortunately. But I mean, the dude can win a few more games in in, in a better color, a better red color. So um, I think. I'm picking Ohio State here with the upset, and we're going to see a rematch of Ohio State-Alabama, in my opinion. And I think Clemson is going to fall asleep, and Dabo Sweeney, is, he made a mistake by ranking Ohio State as low as they were. All right, real quick for the listeners on the network so they can hear who we think is going to win the national championship. Out of my national championship, Clemson-Alabama, I'm going Clemson. Uh, your national championship is also Clemson-Alabama. Who are you going with? Uh, my, uh, I'm going with Alabama over Clemson. Ohio State-Alabama. Buckeyes. Damn, Jerry. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to time. Man, Charlie's going to get himself a ring, and um, I hate saying it because I'm not an Alabama fan, but I'm, I want Chuck to get himself a ring, so I'm picking Bama. All right, so if you're listening now on the recording, we'll go back and, and go a little bit more into depth on that. We also have a tiebreaker that I put at the bottom for the pick'em. Uh, but now let's go back to where we were. I think we left off. Last game was Iowa, Missouri. So now we're on we to. We talked about Florida and Oklahoma. Yeah, we, we did talk about Florida and Oklahoma. So now we're on to the New Year's Eve games the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Tulsa and Mississippi State. Tulsa, number 24, runner up in the American, gave Cincinnati everything that they wanted. That was I didn't expect that game to be that close. Uh, but Tulsa's you know one of those programs that have turned themselves around a little bit. Six and two and a top 25 ranking is going to be huge, and they're going to top it off with a bull victory over an SEC school. I'm going Tulsa, the Golden Hurricanes, to beat the Mississippi State Bulldogs. For me, I'm also going with Tulsa, but mainly just because it, it's a throwaway game for me. Uh, I really don't care for either of these teams, so it doesn't matter to me who wins, but I'm going with Tulsa. I don't know why Tulsa a 2.5 point favorite. Um, I'm leaning them towards Mississippi State. 3-17. and 17. They got um, Leach as their coach. Yeah. I forgot Mike Leach. They are going to throw the ball all over Tulsa. Tulsa's a good team. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I think that they put a lot of their energy into that conference championship game. Um, I see Mississippi State getting fired up for this game, kind of a rebound, kind of a and a lot. And I'll tell you, a lot of people say this is you win a bowl game carries a lot of momentum into the next year. Um, 
I don't know why. Vegas has two and a half point dog for Mississippi State. I'm going to pick them. I'm going with Jeremy. I'm picking Mississippi State as well. The the Bulldogs. I mean, um, if it when it comes down to bowl games, sometimes you got to go to the programs. And this one, this is one of those cases for me. Mike Leach has been in big games. He has mm-hmm. played in bigger bowl games, and I think now his he's going to have his his team ready. And I think they take down Tulsa. I mean, if if uh, Mississippi State that beat LSU shows up, Tulsa's not going to have a shot. Oh yeah. But Mississippi State hasn't looked that good since that Week One matchup, so. Uh, it's it's a little bit of recency bias for me in that one. Next game, uh, uh, the Maxion champion, Ball State. Uh, I think they're the Hawks. Ball State something. They go chirp, Cardinals. Chirp, chirp. Ball State Cardinals. Chirp, chirp, Ball State. They won the MAC this year, beating Buffalo in a wild upset. Going up against the Mountain West Conference champion, San Jose State, also coming, up, coming off a huge upset in their conference championship, beating Boise. Uh, I, I'm going with the Spartans. San Jose State. 7-0, and I think that they're, this is the year that they can finally win a bowl game. And, and um, it, it, maybe some teams will put an asterisk next to how this year went, but I think San Jose State can look at this, say we won our first conference championship, we won a bowl game, we finished the year undefeated, and we beat some good teams on the way. I think that they're, that's what they're going to try and finish out this year for. Uh, ball State, I think sim- similar reason, you know, they just spent everything they had in the conference championship game to win that. I don't know if they can catch lightning twice. I'm going Spartans. I am also going with San Jose State, uh, mainly just because the last few years they, they've been really dominant in the Mountain West. So uh, thinking about that, I think San Jose State takes this one. With you guys on this one, uh, San Jose State, Nick Starkle, 1,900 yards, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. Um, good wins um, over Hawaii, who's in the bowl, um, over Nevada, who's in the bowl. Boise State also, um, and pretty dominant wins, um, winning by multiple touchdowns. I think San Jose State is trending in the right direction, seven-and-a-half point favorite, and I am taking them. I'm going to be the outlier. I'll go Ball State here. I'll pick the Maction. I'll pick the absolute chaos. Um, <laughs> San Jose State, I mean, like I said, I don't really watch either of these teams. Well, I mean, if you so, wanted to watch a San Jose State game, you got to stay up till 2, two yeah, o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go Ball State for the reason everyone on the net, on his network likes them. Or there's a bunch of Ball State fans on the network, so I'm going to go Ball your, State. Your guys. buddies at the reserves might not like you're picking against NorCal. Uh, San Jose State's pretty Fair. close to Sacktown. Uh, <laughs> San Jose State, by the way, ranked 22 in the country. Good for them. They've had a great year. Next one, AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We had our first mix-up. Tennessee decided to opt out of bowl season. At this point, ESPN says West Virginia and Army are playing an AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Army gets a bowl game. They weren't going to have one because they, they didn't physically have an opponent. Everybody else had already been already been matched up. Uh, and, and I'm glad that they're going to be able to get a play. Because at, at a military academy, these guys, we mentioned it before, these guys aren't going to the NFL right away. They're not going to have a chance to play football for quite a bit of time. So finishing with a bowl game, finishing with a bowl win, something they like to do. And I mentioned it earlier, they just beat Houston two years ago, 70-14 to 14 in, in bowl season. I like Army in this one. Uh, no matter who they're playing, I was probably going to pick Army, but Army over West Virginia this year is easy for me, Black Knights. I completely agree. I think Army, especially running their offense, I think they're going to control the clock. I think they're going to be able to chew up some yardage. And being able to do that, especially in college, basically, statistically, you should win. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take Army over West Virginia in this one. I'm with you guys on this one. I think Army is going to be fired up for this game because they they should have been in the bowl and they didn't get one, and I think they're going to be ready to go. Um, One of my favorite things about this bowl, listen to this. West Virginia's quarterback, 2,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, three picks. Army's quarterback, 158 yards, one touchdown, three picks. 
So that doesn't tell you what kind of team Army is going to be. West Virginia's going to have trouble lining up on that triple option. Army does not throw the ball very much. Um, I get. I wonder if there's an over/under how many passes are going to be thrown by Army in that game. Three, uh, three maybe. Um, <laughs> that's pushing it. That's, that's pushing push it. it. No, that, that's they, like Army in a big one. Uh, I'm guessing three only because it's a bowl game and they might throw something random out there. You never know. Yeah, that's Army. True. Army for me in a close one. Um, they looks like they are the kings of close games. Last three games, they won by one. 15-3. So well, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree with the table here. I'm going to go Army two. I think. Um, this is another game. Pound the under. Pound the. Under. There's a yeah. reason. The reason why Army's in close games is because it's not like their defense is stopping anybody. The offense just takes up way too much time. Their offense <laughs> is their defense. Their offense that's, is their that's de- what it is. defense. So I'm gonna go Army here to, because um, I mean they deserve to be in a bowl game. The fact they weren't originally was absolutely ridiculous. Um, they were nine and two. They deserve to be in a bigger bowl game. But mm-hmm. I have them taking down West Virginia. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with anything that was said. And by the way, Army. It was in 2016. They had one game where they didn't throw a single pass. So it's not like they don't do that often. They they it's the offensive line hates when their offensive coordinator calls a pass play. It's a military academy. You you literally are taught not to jump off sides and to move forward. Yeah. Half the time, you're if you're a center playing at the military academy. I only know this because I was there for a little while. You're cutting the middle linebacker almost every single play. You're staying as low as you possibly can, and you're moving the damn line of scrimmage. That's <laughs> that's the game plan. Uh, it's tough, tough game, tough to game plan for for the uh, oh, it, yeah, for the uh, for defensive uh, West Virginia. Bull game, pr- bull game practices are ridiculous. Anyways, bull game practices where you have to learn how to defend a triple option, even mm-hmm. more ridiculous. Yeah. Next game, the Mer- Mer- Mercari, Mercari, Texas Bowl, Arkansas and TCU. Uh, TCU, you know they've they've been frisky in some matchups, and Arkansas. I can kind of say the same thing. They, they Arkansas outdid my expectations. I didn't think they'd win a game. They won three. Um, Texas TCU did beat Oklahoma State, who we talked about earlier. They were the favorite to win the conference this year, so I'm going Horn Frogs uh, over over the Razorbacks. I don't I don't like Arkansas in the postseason. I am also going uh, TCU actually uh, because I'm looking at their stats. Their quarterback has 1,700 yards and he has a completion percentage of 60. percent So I think with those stats, especially against Arkansas's defense. TCU is going to control this game. Um, funny thing here about this game, I don't know if we did our Game of the Year segment yet, um, but we may or may not get to that. Um, but I will say that the Game of the Year, um, and I can, we'll just kind of mention this briefly, uh, Arkansas-Missouri was the Game of the Year, I think, for me. That was a hell of a game. 50-48, uh, Arkansas does not play defense. Um, they do not. Here, he'll give you a little bit of a background. Here's their last four scores. Bama, they gave up 52. Missouri, they gave up 50. LSU, they gave up 27. And Florida, they gave up 63. Um, Max Duggan has a day for TCU. I'm with Dom on this one and Jimmy. Um, I'm rolling with the Horn Frogs. Yeah, I was making a clean sleep. I'm going to TCU as well, Arkansas. Uh, they're, they're little brothers in the SEC. And like Jeremy said, that defense can't stop a soul, especially in the Big 12 with TCU. TCU I mean, Piece, or the Big 12 is known for no defense as well. Yeah. And TCU can put up points, and I don't think Arkansas can do that. So I'm going TCU as well. Uh, 57 and a half over under, bang the over. Bang the over. Big 12 schools love to score points in the yes, postseason. Uh, the next game that we have to talk about, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Georgia, number nine in the country, and Cincinnati, number eight, the Bearcats. They won the American, um, and we talked about it earlier in the episode about the rankings. So it, it, it's... We've kind of talked about Cincinnati quite a bit. We talked a little bit about Georgia, how 
they probably should have had an extra game. SEC could have helped them out a little bit, and that's all said and done now. I'm going Cincinnati because for the same reason I thought UCF was going to pull the upset against Auburn when they did. I think that they're just trying to prove they're, they're playing for more than just their own program. They're playing for all of the teams not in the Power Five conferences. They, they're playing for the AAC, the Conference USA, the Sun Belt, all of those schools. And if we want to start taking these other schools legitimately, Cincinnati's got to win. So I'm putting the, putting the pressure on the Bearcats. I'm going Cincinnati over Georgia. I'm also going Cincinnati over Georgia, although I think this is going to be probably one of the best games that we see in this bowl season. Uh, I just think Cincinnati, we were talking about creating, creating a legacy. And over the last four, five, six years, however long it's been, Cincinnati has been putting together this team. The team that they want, especially to beat a team like Georgia, who everybody thinks is this huge powerhouse, this juggernaut, all this different stuff. Cincinnati has the tools to beat Georgia. So I think Cincinnati takes this one. I like your guys' confidence in the little brother. However, not so fast. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat their brains in. Actually, um, they're a seven-point favorite. It's a home game for Georgia. They're playing in the in the, in the uh, Mercedes-Benz, or they're playing in the their Mercedes-Benz Atlanta Stadium. Yeah, Atlanta Mercedes-Benz. Stadium. Um, they have quarterback issues, however. Uh, White for for um, Georgia, Tim, yeah. solid running back. I mean, they're running back. You honestly, um, Georgia's too much. Um, I think that they're going to roll over the Bearcats. I think this is another one of those games where the Bearcats put all their energy into that American Conference Championship, um, and I just think I think there's just too much talent on the side of the uh, ball for Georgia. Um, however, boy, would I like to see a little Bearcats upset here. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games where I'm very, very happy with how they match this up, the especially all the bowl pickers because Cincinnati deserves deserves a. A New Year's Six, and they, I mean, Georgia is as a storied, very, very storied program. Hmm. This game is going to be very good, in my opinion. But I'm going to side with Jeremy here because when it comes down to bowl games that mean a lot, Georgia has the track record that they know how to play in bowl games. Maybe not win, but they know how to be up for big games and make them interesting. Um, Cincinnati, it's a great story. Um, I hope I, I hope Cincinnati wins, but because I want to win to pick them, I'm going Georgia. <laughs> I, I'm going the not being in the top four invigorates Cincinnati, pisses them off a little bit. Um, but I'll also go on the other side of that. With Auburn losing to UCF a couple years ago, I highly doubt Georgia's not going to be taking Cincinnati seriously. So the trap game argument, I think, is taken out in this one. With you on that too, Jimmy. I, of the, outside of the top four, I think this is probably, uh, of the semifinal games, this is the third best game that we're going to see in, in bowl season along with the other ones that we talked about. But the New Year's Six Bowl, this is this has the feel of a big-time game, New Year's yeah, Six Bowl. With you. Uh, the next game, the Verbo Citrus Bowl, Auburn and Northwestern. Northwestern dropped to 14 after losing to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. But we talked about Pat, Pat Fitzgerald. He was the stalwart for them. He's a great middle linebacker for them back, back in the day, and now he's building up that program. And Big Cat said it best on part of my take for Barstool. Northwestern's not a surprise that they're good anymore. They're expected to be good. When they beat Wisconsin, he was pissed off that people were saying, oh, Wisconsin lost to the little brother. Northwestern's not the little brother in the Big Ten anymore. They can be that contender coming out of the West for the next few years. Pat Fitzgerald's that good of a coach, um, and their defense is always going to be able to keep them in games. Their offense was pretty good this year with uh, with their quarterback. He's, he's got a lot of experience, but Northwestern's defense is where they make their money. I'm going Pat Fitzgerald and the Wildcats over Auburn. I agree with Jimmy on this one. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, Auburn just isn't Auburn anymore. Uh, for the last few years, it seems like they've been struggling a little bit. 
And uh, like Jimmy was saying, Pat Fitzgerald has done a really amazing job with this Northwestern program. And I think Northwestern takes this one. Dom, I'm with you on that one as well. Uh, and Jimmy, um, I'm you know, Big Ten Big Ten homer over here. Um, Pat, first of all, Auburn lost their coach. Um, uh, uh, Gus, Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn was fired. Um, and Auburn is looking, to, they're probably going to lose their D coordinator to the Hoosiers. I don't know, that breaking news, maybe not. Um, Ramsey's a good quarterback. He's a winner. Uh, he's a winner. He went 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns. Bo Nix is a hell of a talent, hell of a talent. Um, really good quarterback. I just think, um, like I said, Northwestern's defense is really good. I felt like they proved a lot to the country. Mm-hmm. Um, playing Ohio State, I felt like that they played them tough. Um, yes, they did lose that one game against Michigan State, but really, that was their really only blemish in their in their uh, resume this year. Um, I like I like the Wildcats. I like Pat Fitzgerald, and I like the way they're heading. I'm gonna go Northwestern as well. Northwestern is like they show they showed their heart against Ohio State. I think it's a steamroll. If I'm being honest, Auburn um, they they got, they got their asses kicked by Bama, and that whenever whenever I mean if if. That that last game of the year for Auburn usually, I mean, it wasn't the last game of the year, but that game against that game against Alabama defines how their season goes. Yeah, and they got their shit kicked in, mm-hmm. and consider, and now that it's going to affect everything. They they fired their coach because of that. Yep. They their their whole program is still rebuilding. It's very hard to play in a bowl game after firing a coach because you have no idea what's going to happen. Is this guy stepping in? Is he going to be our head coach next year? Right. I have no idea. And so for that reason, I'm picking Northwestern here. I think what people are sleeping on is Pat Fitzgerald might get an NFL job soon. I mean, I hope he doesn't no, leave. No, he's not leaving. He, 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 he has been rumored around the league, especially with the Jets, Dom, especially with the Jets. I would love for that, Pat Fitzgerald. That, 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 that is a possibility. But his name has been brought up possibly for NFL jobs, and I don't hate it all because he is a culture changer. Yeah, and, 100%. Um, he, he's, he's done a great job. I hope he doesn't leave because he's built that program up from the bottom, very similar That's, to what Tom Allen has been yeah. doing. Um, but it's it's a possibility that we got to think about for sure. Think about think about the shoes that you'd have to fill if you're taking over that program from Pat, Pat Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. but also think about the program that you're taking from Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. He, he built that thing from the ground up, yes, but he put it in a place that somebody else can come in and take it and, and just keep running with it. I hope he doesn't leave. He's a great coach, and he's good for the Big Ten. He's been a player there. He's been a coach there. I could see him maybe retiring there, but that's I don't I don't know him well enough to know whether or not he's going to turn down a head coaching job. Guys, I'm doing this podcast. I'm not I'm not best friends with Pat Fitzgerald. If nobody <laughs> if nobody knew that. Uh, now the next games we talked about the semifinal already, so now we get to wrap up with the. January 2nd, bowl games, I don't really care for any of these ones, I, except for Indiana. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, hold up there, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did I meant, did not mean to disrespect the Hoosiers. I love Tom Allen, best coach in, in the country. Uh, but first game, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, not the Gator.com Bowl anymore. North Carolina State, number 23, going up against Kentucky. I got NC State. Um, shout out Bradley Chubb. Shout out Ryan Finley because you might get us a win against the Bengals. Still holding a seven point or against the Steelers. Still holding a seven point lead on Monday Night Football. But I'm going NC State against Kentucky. I'm going Kentucky mainly just because Nick Scalzo is the the quarterback over there. And uh, really, this is another game uh, that I really don't have a huge stake in. So Kentucky, I'm I'm with you, Dom. I, I think I'm gonna take. I don't like Kentucky at all. Just I don't, really don't like Kentucky basketball. But um. Yeah, I, I just like Kentucky. They had a good win against South Carolina, which, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of a momentum booster kind of going in. Um, North Carolina State struggled with Georgia Tech, who was trash this year. Um, at the end, they uh, won 23-13. 
Um, and they got, you know, a tough game against Miami, but they did beat Liberty. I mean, look, it's up and down here for NC State. Yeah. Um, I just think this is one of those, you know, bowl games. You have a couple weeks off, and then you get right into it. Um, Kentucky was going to build some momentum going forward. It is December 23rd, the day you guys are listening to this. And you know what that means in the state of Kentucky? No one gives a damn about football. <laughs> no one cares at all about football. That's true. It is a full bat. They are fully in swing in college basketball right now. Kentucky could care less about anything about football right now. And for that reason, NC State has a better program than Kentucky. NC, so I'm picking NC State here with Jimmy. Yeah, that, I think that <laughs> one's going to be... Uh, Although Kentucky basketball was one in five, that's they, true. they, they have struggling yeah. lately, true. which I love to hear. See, yeah, love but that. but now Duke is struggling too. So you know Kentucky wants to come back and be like, hey, we're not the worst blue blood anymore. So <laughs> college basketball, we're going to talk about that plenty moving forward on the podcast. Now let's get into the game Jeremy's been waiting to talk about the whole time: the Outback Bowl, Ole Miss and Indiana. It's easy for me. Number twelve, Indiana. They should be higher, or they're eleven. They were twelve. At, at some point, but they're 11 now. Uh, I'm going them against the Rebels because Tom Allen is going to get this team. They want this so bad for that coach. You you can tell Indiana every time that they go out on the field, they just want to win for, they just want to win for Tom Allen. They don't care. They don't want to win for themselves or the program or or all the accolades that come with it. They just want their coach to be happy and proud of them. And that's that's when you get the best football out of guys. So Indiana uh, Hoosiers, and I think it could be big, but it's going to be a statement win for that program, a, a bull win. So originally when I was picking this game, it was just mainly just circling a name because I wanted to make a pick. Now it's just to piss you off. I'm going with Ole Miss. <laughs> really, that's the only reason that I have to go with Ole Miss. All, All right. right. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Uh, well, I have breaking news here on the pod. I will be attending this game. Ooh. I'm going to the Outback Bowl. I, as of this morning, I booked my tickets and my flight, so I will be at this game, um, which is super exciting. I haven't been to a college football game this year, neither has a lot of people. You're going to be at the Super Bowl venue too, yeah. Randy James. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be at this game, which is super exciting. Um, look, this shouldn't even be close. This should be Indiana by a gazillion. Um, this is the most disrespect disrespected team all year. How the hell we didn't make a New Year's Six Bowl? I will not understand. Um, if our and I tweeted this earlier, um, you know, when the rankings came out, switched Indiana's resume and put Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. Michigan State, any of those names, we get a New Year's Six Bowl bid. Kevin Warren did a horrible job. He did not lobby for Indiana to make the uh, New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, no. we have three ranked wins, um, and it's just unbelievable. Look, he spent all his time arguing for Ohio State. Yep, I agree. And look, that being said, Indiana, we won't go down the road of what you know they got. They the rules change for Ohio State. That old deal. That's a whole other issue. Um, it shouldn't even be close. Indiana's going to get their first win since. Listen to this. 1987 Jeez. bowl win, um, first back-to-back winning seasons um, since 1986 and 1987. Um, and if you're a recruit out there, you go play for the Hoosiers. Go play for Tom Allen. Oh man, this this is they, I, I'm I'm totally agreeing with Jim here. This is this is very disrespectful that Indiana didn't even get to their their bowl game isn't even against another ranked opponent. Yep. That's just absolutely horrendous. You give them Ole Miss, who has struggled in the SEC. They they have had some close games, but Indiana, man, they yeah they've only played seven games, but I mean they they their only losses against the number three team in the country. Yeah. And you give them a By team. Time. 
Um, and, but and you give them a team like Ole Miss, this is going to be a steamroll. I don't even know what the what the cover is here, six but and a half. six and a half, bang that Indiana's going to kill them in my opinion. Just they, they, they should have given them Iowa State, or they should have given them a better team, maybe an Oregon that would have been interesting, or hell, give them the Florida and see what see what would have happened. But they deserve better than this. Ole Miss, Tom Allen is is in the right track, like we said with Northwestern, Northwestern. They changed their things around. Pat Fitzgerald, same thing. Indiana, Indiana is on the right track now with Tom Allen. Yep. So for that reason, I'm going Indiana big. Yeah, it's it's no doubt. Tom Allen, best coach in the country. He should win Coach of the Year this year. Um, and like Jeremy said, if you're a recruit and you're you found this podcast, I know I got a couple buddies that are looking to transfer places. If you can get in at Indiana, you're gonna you're you're not gonna regret that decision. It's gonna be one of the best. One that of you the make. most genuine guys I've ever met. Uh, he showed up for uh, in a real flag football game. We. Nicest guy ever, um, super personable, um, just a really just an outstanding guy, somebody that you want to play for, um, and a guy that honestly, when I'm, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think was going to get the job done, uh, but he has built a culture around Indiana, um, and I hope they just blow the doors off of Ole Miss and they prove this country that Indiana belongs in the, in the top ten. For the first time, I remember how long Indiana is a football school, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. They are a football it, it, school. It could be a football school for a while. <laughs> All right, let's 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 go ahead. We went over time already, and if you're you're listening, if you listened on the network, uh, be sure to be, be sure to be continuing to listen to this. Real quickly, let's go last two games. Oregon, Iowa State. I'm just going to go Oregon. Uh, I got Oregon in this one. Who do you got, Dom? I got Iowa State. Oregon. Defense. Yeah, I'm gonna go Oregon too. Oregon, like it's 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 a toss up basically though. So yeah, and then the last one, Capital One Orange Bowl, number five Texas A&M, number thirteen North Carolina. I'm going A&M because I think they're they're gonna feel slighted whether or not you agree. Uh, but A&M in this one over North Carolina. I also go A&M. They probably should have been in the top four, and I think that's one of the reasons why they beat the hell out of North Carolina. Carolina's got good vibes in this stadium after whooping Miami. I'm going with the Tar Heels. I'm going with Tar Heels as well. Texas A&M, in my opinion, like I said, they don't deserve. They deserve to be in the top four. It should have been a different team yep. other than them. So I'm going North Carolina for that reason. The send us statement. All right, there, we talked about every single college bowl game that's going to happen in the next three weeks, and in the what we think is going to happen in the national championship. It's been a long episode, but it's been a fun episode. I, I know so I enjoyed fun. this one. This is awesome. Thank, Thank you, you Jeremy. Thank, Thank you, Don. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you want to follow these guys on Twitter, go ahead, Jeremy. Where 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 can people yeah, find you? Jr underscore fear. Where can people find you? Uh, at Don Palato. And if you're a college football fan, the Big Sky is going to be playing in the winter, so you'll have some D one A double A college football. And if you watch North Northern Northern Colorado, that UNC number sixty three on the field, you'll be able to see Don play. Uh, follow the podcast at FEOTB Pod. Uh, like I said, if this is on the network, be sure to tune in to the on-demand or watch the YouTube videos to catch all the stuff that we talked about um, that wasn't on the network. But, Nico, I, I had a lot of fun. Thanks this, for talking a lot of football. Yeah, this is a lot of football, man. No kidding. A lot of college football is a lot of fun. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Yep. Hit the like button. I mean, we had to, we had to go to the table because we had so many of us. There's <laughs> no way we were, all four of us were going to fit on that couch over there. So hopefully, I mean, we, we've tried to upgrade everything a little yeah. bit more and more. Uh, we're working on still. We obviously still have our beautiful belt that we're going to hold. Still the number all, one podcast. We're, 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 we're going to hold that belt all of 21, and hopefully you deserve it as well. Really guys doing a great job. So, yeah, so 
like, subscribe, do all that good stuff, man. We're like we said, we're gonna have more specials like this. This is this has been so much fun. Yep. Uh, we're, we have basketball shows with the network. Jimmy's gonna be part of the hockey show. We have the NFL hinge show as well, man. Jimmy's gonna have a movie podcast too, man. Like there's so many good things <laughs> along the network. The Dude, there's gonna be so many great things that we're gonna continue to put out. And obviously, man, this is still gonna be our best one though because oh, yeah. we love doing this every week, and it, it's the best thing on our slate every single Monday when we record. So yep. hope you, hopefully you guys keep continuing to join us on the bench with the number one unhinged podcast on the network number one unhinged podcast let's defend the title for myself jimmy Pilato, my brother dom jeremy thank you guys nico appreciate it at feotb pod all social media we'll see you guys next week peace when the night is cold and lonely this is a dollar belt was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them prices and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire to be. Elephants are getting ahead of me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man. I got the plan. I call the shooters, they out with the van. Play with the squad, get piled like a sand. Piled like a perk. I'm going ham. I'm going crazy. I'm yeah, we sticking up for niggas. That music, I look a sand. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the bird. Take out a nine and I